1: The Nubian Wrestling Advocates.
2: You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge.
0: Yo. It's Righteous Reg.
3: It's a case for the safe, keep space for the Nubians. Unfiltered, off-kilter, the professor, the godfather. Post-wrestling the N.W.A. not expressions you know the rest its hot excellence get the message advocates for new begin wrestling, get listen to the best again black wrestling in the ring we invested in new begin kings and queens we invested in it's for the culture and we wrappping it it's for the culture and we wrappping it
1: and welcome To the NWA podcast, the Nubian Wrestling Advocates, the show all about getting color in the professional wrestling business. We are back. I want to give a shout out to everybody that inquired about the whereabouts of the show. We took a a month hiatus, a a sabbatical, if you will, and we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, But we're glad to be back here on the Post Wrestling Network. I am the godfather, Nate Milton, and I am joined as always each and every month by two gentlemen who are are not just my brothers, but but they got a lot of thoughts about the world of professional wrestling. So let me flip the script a little bit this week. Let me hit y'all with the remix because normally I introduce this first brother last, but I got a special person to save for last this month. So let me introduce the man that gives you all the news that's fit to read. Here on Post Wrestling, he is the youngest in charge, one of the hardest working brothers in the game. Y'all give it up for my nephew, Andrew Thompson. Andrew, what's good, brother?
2: Uncle Nate, what's going on, boss man? How you feeling? It's glad, glad to be back. Glad to be back. Glad to hear from you.
1: I'm glad that uh, we can reconvene on the mics, man, because we have a lot to talk about. Of course, if you're listening to this and you've read the show description, you know some of the topics we're gonna get into. But there's so much to talk about in the wrestling world, and we couldn't let the moment go by, Andrew. We couldn't let the moment pass without bringing in the man that's going to school us, the man that's going to drop some knowledge on all of us, ladies and gentlemen. This is a man that was just recovering from surgery, and he was ready to go for a show. That's how dedicated this brother is to the job. This is a man who, if y'all seen his Twitter, was in – the hospital for brain surgery and brain surgery was like, you're going to put me over this time, chief. And much like Terry Belair, Andrew, this man looked at brain surgery and said, that's not going to work for me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all, y'all give it up. He is back. We are glad that he is back for the angry intellectual, for the, the king of Los Angeles, our friend and our brother, the professor. Chris Ely, a.k.a. Ooh, 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 Moderna Chris. Chris, what's good, man?
3: And chill and chill, yeah, so Sorry, straight out, straight out of brain surgery. Um, we are on uh, double CP time uh, t- today. We're CP time for the month because we skipped January all together. <laughs> and then CP time for the day because we, after we recorded our first podcast day, uh, we just kind of it around, but, uh, I promised, uh, people on Twitter that I'd give them the exclusive ask to my brain surgery story on, uh, the, uh, mm. on, um, uh, the podcast on our podcast. So I'm yes. gonna I don't mind divulging that information because it's, 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 it's a little complicated, but not complicated. So, mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah. let, let's do that before we get into the topics this week, Chris. And here's the thing. Like, me and Andrew had talked before the show. Like, I mm-hmm. was going to bring you in with, like, that hot yeah. final countdown, <coughs> mix, man. But yeah. we ain't trying to get sued by nobody. So I'm just going to yeah. tee but- it up. <laughs> 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 get you with the, That's about all I can give you of the final yeah. countdown. That little piece right there for Europe starts to sue us. But, uh, Chris, yeah, for those that, that maybe missed your post on Twitter and, and were, you know, wondering, uh, you know, about your health, uh, you know, Take a little time right now, brother, and, and explain to everybody what went on with you and, uh you know, how, how you made it back, man.
3: Okay, so I'm going to give the shortest version of this story. So I already <laughs> have multiple sclerosis. So I've got – um <clears throat> that causes balance issues every once in a while. Um, But since probably about 2021, like the beginning of 2021, they just kept getting progressively worse throughout the year. Um, and I went to uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, for my uh, cousin's funeral. Um, he died of COVID. Um, and when I got back to Los Angeles, I like my balance was just so shot, and it got to the point where I just couldn't even walk or get up or anything. So my I was finally like, this just doesn't make sense because I know um, MS is a disease that gets progressively worse, but my medication's always been failing, uh, by, been, been doing good by me. And I took, I started this new medication. So I thought it was kind of failing my body. So, um, when we, when I went to my, uh, I went, I was doing a new show that day with Jerm- Jermon and, um, Christopher Epps and, um, I didn't even show up for it cause I had to go to the ER um, they originally sent me home and then I had to go back because I didn't feel any better. And then they ran an uh, MRI on me and found out that my balance issues had nothing to do with, uh, my, um, my, with having multiple sclerosis. It had everything to do with my me having a brain clot in yeah. my head, a blood clot in my head, and they had to get rid of that blood. So, um, they told me on a s- Friday that I needed brain surgery. And by Saturday they were performing, uh, doing brain surgery on me. So this part is where it kind of gets a little crazy. Um, they told me I was dying after I got the surgery. <laughs> mm. uh, they, they, I was slowly just losing my faculties and it wasn't going to be this year probably, but, you Know if it went off for another year or so, um, yeah, I couldn't go on like that, so they needed to do so. The brain surgery was emergency brain surgery, but it wasn't like brain surgery where they had to cut open my um, cranium or anything like that, they just needed to kind of go there and drain out that clot. And then, um, a few days after they did that, I got out of the hospital, and I, my balance was still a little bit wonky, but over the course of the week it just got progressively better. And I'm, I'm doing things I was using a walker. Um, mm-hmm. And then I graduated to a cane. And I'm not even really using the cane that much anymore. So I'm doing a lot better. I'm doing cryotherapy twice a week, uh, yoga twice a week, physical trainer three times a week. <laughs> I'm just kind of doing everything to, mm-hmm. to stay as healthy as I can. It's costed a lot of money. But um, when it comes to health, you, you can't really play games
1: with that. So, Well, now we good. We're glad that uh, you're on the road to recovery, Chris. Uh, I know there was a lot of people in the audience that were definitely worried for you, and and uh, I know a lot of them was probably praying for you and sending you positive vibes. So we glad you're back. Uh, I told you, Andrew, Chris Chris on his Matt Hardy, man. He said, I will not die. You ain't going to get rid of me that easy. <laughs>
2: Nah, Chris is a soldier, man. Nah, in all seriousness, though, Chris, I know me, we always, you know, having a good time and stuff like that, joking around one another, you know, in the group chatting, you know, on the podcast and stuff. And I'm like, to hear, you know, what you've been through over the past, you know, month or so, man, and then hear that you, you know, making it through and, you know, you bouncing back and you're getting better. That's beautiful to hear. That's a blessing, man. Like, you know, I think we all, you know, not necessarily take life for granted, but like, you know, you just in it, the thick of it so much. So it's just like, you know, just another day type thing. But now I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm glad that you still here, man. I'm glad that you making it through. I'm glad the brain surgery was a success, man. And I'm glad that you it forward, man. It's a you know glad glad to have you around, my brother. Always, man. Yeah, most i That's all love.
3: Yeah, that. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, and it's all love for me, also. You know, and it was it's it is scary hearing that you need brain surgery, and then they give it to you the very next. It wasn't even 24 hours. They told me at 6 right. p.m on friday i needed brain surgery and they would cut me open by 8 a.m the next day so um and then uh, they don't they they the reason why they don't um they don't uh schedule it days in advance is because they don't want you sitting there thinking about getting brain surgery right mm. so they just mm. they just get they by by, by uh Neurosurgeon is all about getting it out the way as soon as possible, Um, being in the ICU for two days, seeing all the COVID patients and Mm. all that stuff. It was was really surreal, man. So I'm, I'm glad to be out of there i'm glad that we still have a show and i'm uh, ready yeah i did want to do a show right after we got out yeah i told <laughs> right? y'all like
1: this man yeah had surgery the very yeah. next day andrew he was in he was in. he texted me on facebook or uh, messaged me on facebook like uh, are we recording today i was like are we recording today i'm gonna need you to i'm gonna <laughs> yeah. need you to rest up my brother
3: and, and then, and then <laughs> the, here's the thing too though man they um like that that was the only window i could have done anything because the next day. For like seven days straight, I was on all kinds of drugs and stuff that I didn't even know how to pronounce. Uh, they gave me, <laughs> and I needed it because I had a lot of pain after the brain surgery. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that say, Yeah, I probably wouldn't have been the wisest thing.
2: That's <laughs> saying for anybody I think we exaggerate right now. I'm telling my Chris was like literally in the chat the next day saying, "Hey, we're we recording today. Let's 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 do some." This yeah. man's fortitude is unreal. This man was literally got a brain surgery and was uh, open to doing the show. So that's why we took a, you know, one month hiatus just to, you know, give Chris a little bit of time to, you know, step back and let everybody, you know, enjoy the first month of the new year before we, you know, before we got back to, you know, you know, talking about all the good graphs that's going on or, or you know, bad graphs that's going on. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> we so talked we're, about
2: it
3: all. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I guess we should, should, we should get the thick of
1: things, right? Yeah. So, yeah, definitely we wanted to take a moment to let people know what was going on with Chris. And uh, like Andrew said, we're definitely glad the brother is back, not just for the show, but more importantly for, than that, you know, as our brother and as our friend. So, uh you know, mm-hmm. you you are a strong dude, Chris, and we're glad you you part of
3: this. I appreciate it, man, and thank you guys for you know everybody from um, the Grapsity guys to John and Way to um, um, uh, everybody that just gave me a shout out. Uh, I got a shout out from um, Chris Van Blee, man, that, that was cool, okay. and I got a shout out from um, um, WrestleNomics, our brother. Yeah, shout there. out to Brandon. Yeah. Mr. Thurston. I got it. I got it. I got shout outs from just so many people in the community. Uh, uh, Prince Nana, uh, just (laughs) just everybody, uh, that, 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 uh, know, uh, um, Ezekiel Jackson, Ricklin, um, just, just so many people reached out to me and it it was, it was really cool, man. I, I, I appreciate all of it.
1: No doubt, no doubt. So, uh, as as Andrew said, Chris, you know we 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 uh, we got business to get to this week. So we got we got. I know we got a couple stories that we want to talk about. Uh, I guess the two big ones that stand out to me, Andrew, and and I'll, I'll let you choose where we go first, uh, because during the last few weeks since we recorded our last episode, uh, there's been a couple things that popped off. Obviously, uh, you know we talked at length uh, in, 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 on various platforms about. The big swole Tony Khan situation, but that also had a kind of a coda or, or uh, an epilogue with uh, the Leo Rush situation, uh, when Leo Rush uh, and, and the AEW parted ways. We also are twenty-four hours after the Royal Rumble, and, and there's a lot of news that we can talk about coming out of that. So, where, where you want to go first, Andrew?
2: You know what? I, I think we should lean into the uh, the Leo Rush tony khan you know uh AEW related situation i think that's you know so, so somewhat still fresh because i mean leo's uh contract doesn't expire until um uh february 14th i believe he wrote on twitter so yeah you know that's uh, that, i think that's a very uh interesting topic that we could start off with
1: okay yeah so for those that don't know obviously back on new year's eve um you know tony khan had the tweet in regards to big swole and what she had said uh on her show about her leaving a W and you know that 90% of it was a positive time, but she had two issues mainly. And they were that things were a little loose backstage and also the lack of representation in the promotion. And Tony Khan came out and tweeted, you know, he listed a bunch of names of uh, black performers that had gotten wins over the past few weeks. And basically said, you know, the reason Swole's not here is because she's no good, which is like, oh, okay, TK, that's that's how you want to <laughs> play this. Uh, and then we saw that night and that weekend, several performers kind of speak up. And some, uh, you know, said, that, you know, I had a good experience with Tony. Some were rallying for Swole. And and Leo Rush, maybe chief amongst them, Andrew, came out and spoke directly to Tony Khan, saying that he should yeah. apologize. And so now we fast forward to, a week or so ago, where we learned that the contract was coming up and it was not going to be renewed, and so Leo Rush is going to be a free agent. So we can start with you, Andrew, because I know Chris got some thoughts on this. Uh, but what what did you make of the situation, and uh, do you feel that, or how much do you feel that the swole situation played into Leo not resigning?
2: The thing is, like I see a lot of people being so quick, like to jump j- jump on jump on dude neck, like when stuff like this happens you know -hmm. when he announces his free agency you know people like to make jokes about the retirement and stuff like that but like i i think with leo man i I think for 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 him and to have found the amount of success that he has at his age i think that Mm -hmm. can come with a lot and it can be tasking at times now Mm -hmm. at the end of the day leo is a grown-ass man he gonna do whatever the hell he want to do you know what i'm saying so i but, but also i think that when, when I see people always trying to, you know, clown them and stuff like that, that I, I, I'm, I'm just not real big on that. Um, and, and when I, as far as like what he does next, I mean, it, it seems like, you know, he's, you know, he's getting booked for a lot of shows, you know, he's on the AEW show. He got booked for the next term in the show, uh, which I'm sure we'll get into and have a conversation about that later on. Uh, but, but I, I, I think we can, I think it's just a natural assumption that it has something to do with, you know, the, the Tony Khan, Big exposed situation uh right. like as far as like the specifics of it I, I think we'll probably need like leo to like come out and you know probably address it or, or, or say something about it but yeah he, he is going to be out of aw um on on the, on the 14th and, and it's it surprising because he when, when he signed that deal uh late last year and what, what was like I mean, and what, what was that like a four month five month agreement that they had or whatever it was so yeah man it's um it's, it's it's real interesting, uh, but I, I I didn't know I also didn't know that they were you know there was that type those type of deals available to be shining people to short term right. deals, but maybe that's like again they, I think it's something along the lines of me Leo to come out and you know speak about it if he chooses to because I, I maybe he wanted that you know short term deal you know maybe that's just what Tony Khan agreed for the at the time, mm-hmm. but yeah man Leo like I, I think it's without question going without saying we all agree that he's one of the most talented individuals in, in pro wrestling like the dude can literally go anywhere and hang with anybody. Not even a question. I don't think it's in ring ability has ever been in question. So, um, yeah, man, it's gonna be uh interesting to see what he does next, and I'm uh very interested to see if he'll you know speak on it uh after his AEW contract is passed.
1: Yeah, you know, for me, Andrew, like it's sad in a way that you know we're not gonna get more Leo in AEW at least not for now because this is a guy, and we've had this conversation so many times on this show, and other folks have had this conversation about the mythical AEW Black Main Eventer. And you can't tell me that there's no way Leo could have been that dude. Like my man is incredibly talented. He's got the charisma, you know, I'm, I'm thinking in particular of that dynamite uh, that took place in my backyard in Norfolk uh, where he had that tag match. And we just got to see mm-hmm. Leo just go out there and do, do some crazy stuff. And it's like, yeah, like there's a, this dude should be, you know, put in a position that is elevated because he's that damn good uh, in terms of to what degree the Swole situation and Leo's reaction to Tony's tweet had in his departure, like I'm not going to say it's the main reason or the only reason, but I'm sure just going by human nature that it probably played a little bit of a factor in the decision, uh, maybe even on both sides on on the part of Tony and on, on the part of Leo. Uh, the other thing I would say, Andrew, because you do bring up that that's kind of the go-to knee-jerk reaction from a segment of the wrestling fans. Whenever something like this comes up with Leo, it's like, oh, oh he's he's a quitter. There he goes, doing it again. See, I told you, Back- you can't rely on this dude. But,
2: quote, quote, yeah. unquote, backstage issues.
1: Attitude backstage probably, issues. He's got He's difficult to work with. And it's like, no, nah, man. Like, Leo is a dude that is so talented. And you mentioned, Andrew, he's still pretty young. Uh, but between the wrestling and between, you know, the music, like, let's not forget, like, this is a dude that loves to do music. Like, Mm -hmm. this is a man that I could see would be in favor of, you know, let me do short-term deals with a bunch of different places, then to tie myself down to a two-year deal with one place. Because Mm -hmm. my aspirations, you know, the music, the wrestling, you know, spending time with my family, like, I've got a lot of plates in the air and one Home base, so to speak, is not sufficient to keep all those plates up, and so yeah, it, it sucks that we're not going to see Leo in AEW uh, for the foreseeable future. But this man, any any company, any company with who was thinking right, Chris would want yeah. to sign this dude because my man is just that talented. And so you can say yeah. he's a problem, or he quit, or whatever, whatever. But nah, man. Like if, if Leo is is available, I'm signing him. If, I, if I'm in charge of a pr- promotion, uh. But I know Chris because we've talked off air. You got you got maybe some thoughts that might be a little different than, than what me and uh nephew Andrew was talking about. So uh, why don't you take the floor yeah. and let us know your it's, thoughts on the Leo situation?
3: So my thoughts are not that different from you. Um, it's just that th- this is a layered discussion, right? And I'm mm-hmm. glad actually, yeah. in in hindsight that we, we had a month to let this story kind of breathe and look mm-hmm. at all the different dynamics to this story, right? Because Tony, because everybody is wrong on some level except for Big Swole in this mm-hmm. situation. Um, Tony Khan was wrong because he jumped the gun on the Big Swole comment. I, when you mm-hmm. go back and listen to the podcast, which uh, John of Arc uh was a caller on that that episode really enough um
1: john mark is everywhere
3: yeah that dude is everywhere everywhere man he's got to get some kind of special i listen to every podcast on the planet award but um so john so you listen to swell on that episode what she's she is very very nice but she does talk about the diversity issues mm-hmm. that may exist in AEW. She doesn't even say it definitively, really. She just kind of talks about it. And we can all say it's true because we've, we've seen it with our own eyes. We've always wondered, like, why is this person mm-hmm. or that person not getting the TV time they should deserve? Um, but I'm not going to pretend like Big Swole was – the greatest wrestling talent on the planet. I thought she was serviceable. I thought if she was nurtured in the way that Britt Baker was nurtured, she could Mm. have been something big. Um, But for whatever reason, they didn't see that in her. They see it in uh, Britt Baker and they see it in Jade. It just is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was kind of wrong. Leo Rush... We have been the biggest Leo Rush defenders probably of any other podcast on the planet. We were defending Leo Rush when it wasn't cool to defend him. <laughs> um, we were, We were, you know, I understand him completely about the carrying the bags bullshit. Mm-hmm. That didn't make any sense to me. But in this situation, he does have to um, eat a little crow and take a little br- blame. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, Nate, um, I met you. I was um, like probably like not. We probably we didn't become Facebook friends with each other until tw- like twenty eleven, but we were interacting from like oh 0- eight oh 0- nine. I was, I was like 28, 29 when I first met you.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So I I like Leo Rush a lot because I think part of it because I have, so much of my young personality I see in him. Um, that's not. 100 percent a good thing <laughs> because when i was younger i used to <laughs> do things that just weren't appropriate in business settings right mm-hmm. so i've got this thing up from uh my friend uh joanna uh zambas who um I got this um, article from my postgraduate program. I'm not going to read the whole article, but it's the do's and don'ts of employment. So there's 25 of these do's and don'ts. Mm -hmm. Number 15 on the list, um, number one on the don'ts part, but number 15 on the overall list is correcting your boss in front of others. And I'm just going to read this. Everyone hates being corrected in front of an audience. Imagine that your boss and you are trying to deliver an important information in the weekly meeting with an employee comes along and corrects you in front of everyone. Cringe alert. Uh, it's a serious uh, mistake that really needs to be addressed. mentioned, it after the rest of the team have left the room. Twitter is as public as of a forum as you can get. If you've got a problem with Tony Khan, and the thing is, you don't know how other wrestlers are going to react to that. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as that tweet came out, Powerhouse Hobbs and a variety of other African American talent came out and defended tony khan you know they they were talking about he was there for me when my mom died and all this other stuff this is you don't and i've done i know because i've done this before i've i've addressed (laughs) private stuff that i should have said to my bosses publicly um i didn't get out of that stage um like i said i met um, Nate when I was 28, 29. I didn't get out of that stage until I was about 31, 32. Mm-hmm. It took a while for me to kind of learn how to nuance my information. Because even if Leo Rush is right, and I do think he's a 100% right about Tony Khan apologizing, no one's going to listen to your criticisms when you are being loud. And, because when you when you tweet somebody, especially publicly like that, you are now grandstanding. Because what happens on Twitter, you tweet any kind of bullshit. And if you're a famous person, even at our level, which is not that high, but even if you're, I thought, our level, you're going to get a lot of likes and retweets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it will gas you up in the wrong way. And your boss is going to see that and they're going to be like, who, who the hell does this fool think he is and stuff? And it's just, it's just an awkward dynamic. You don't want to be mm-hmm. doing that. Um, and that was my biggest problem with Leo Rush in this situation. I think, I think his arguments were 100% valid. Leo Rush is a wrestler who knows how good he is. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, I think Leo Rush is a smart guy because the stuff that he stands up for is stuff that I agree with. I just don't believe in the, the public mm-hmm. tweeting. If I have a problem with you or Andrew or our bosses, John and Way, the, the last place you want to take it to is Twitter. That's just, That's just not mm-hmm. how we do things, you know? That's, that's not how grown people do things, and I do I do think Leo Rush is gonna learn from this. And just you you gotta communicate with people because you don't even know the backstory behind Swell and um, Tony Khan. How did the, they part ways? What did they say each other to each other in the mm-hmm. meeting when they agreed not to re-sign her? You know what I'm saying? What was said? What was done? we don't
2: know any of this stuff. Yeah. I like, think just to, just to, uh, I, I was going to add in Nate, like just to jump in, like on what Chris said, like, I, I think if, if we're going to apply that to Leo, then I think we should also at the same time. And I'm not saying you did, but I, you didn't, but I think we should also apply that same, uh, level of awareness to tony khan as well just because of the impact yeah. that his tweet has had like i don't know if you've seen so, some of the stuff that's being tweeted yeah, at yeah, big swole yeah, people so. making fun of her kids and sending her death threats and calling her all types of and no no, no but, 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 but hit me out real quick though this is what i'm saying like i, I don't think that he i, I think that him apologizing I, i'm not saying that it can control whether what some of these trolls or or, or people on social media are going to say the big swole but i think it would <laughs> a, alleviate it. Some of it, like, I think if he would have came out and been like, Hey, you know what? I, you know, I, I apologize for what I said about calling her a bad wrestler, yada, yada, yada. And I think that sort of pulls back the reins a little bit on some of these people that like, like to jump on and, you know, make all these different comments and stuff like that, because by what he said, he opened the gates for all of these different comments to happen. And right. I'm, I'm not saying that Tony Khan can control with another grown adult or, or children or whoever it is behind these accounts is saying this stuff about Big Swole, but you opening that door. You know what I'm saying? You allowing right, that for right. people that are, no, 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 but no, listen no, bro, that's what I'm saying. Like they, they allowing you, you're allowing for those doors to be open and people already mm-hmm. had these things to say about Big Swole, but now that you see, oh, the head of AEW's going in on it, so why can't I go in on it? You know what I'm saying? And you just opened that door, bro.
3: Tony Khan operates sometimes like a spoiled-ass brat. (laughs) He's 100% wrong in this situation. I'm not going to even try to pretend that he's even a little bit right. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing with Tony Khan, though. Tony Khan owns AEW. For better or for worse, sometimes yeah. we as and and Tony Khan is the least of my concerns. I support the wrestlers. I don't support the, the bosses that much. Tony Khan is the least of my concerns. I'm more concerned about a uh, about Leo Rush um, as he goes and goes about the future. Because I mean, Tony Khan, Tony Khan is probably one of those guys that doesn't need to be on Twitter. And Tony Khan prop like he like, let's just for sake of argument say he did contribute to um, to Swole's, you know, negative uh, feedback she's been getting online. He sh- he should apologize, rectify, atone for that situation. But at the same time, there are situations where we have to be the bigger person than our bosses. Um, in these in these in these times, especially when you are a, a minority, I I've had the N word moments. I've had them, uh, mm-hmm. and and I'm speaking from experience. I'm speaking out of love. I'm I'm speaking out of like I don't want to see this brother in that situation again. You sh- mm-hmm. you sh- this is just this is just a rule that you do not violate you know what i'm saying the public call outs even if tony khan publicly called out leo rush first i i i take him to the side and be like yo what's up man because even if you even if you're pissing vinegar in your meeting and you're, you're 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 angry and stuff at the end of the day the your superior is gonna respect the fact that you did it in the prop in its proper context you didn't do it online for everybody to read so i'm not saying that leo rush is more guilty than tony khan i just don't think leo rush did him any favor did himself any favors Mm -hmm. when he's tweeting that stuff out because like you you've been me and that you probably you've been in the workforce you know probably longer than me man and you
1: way too long
3: yeah you you know (laughs) <laughs> how wh- to communicate the way you communicate to bosses man and that's just all I'm saying is is, is that um, I'm not trying to absolve Tony Khan of everything I'm sure probably even with, with the more topics we get in this episode Tony Khan's gonna get his comeuppance mm. and and I, we, I've gone up and down about Tony Khan on these fucking tweets in the last week or two but I, I, I have to give it to, I, I can't, I love Leo Rush. I want him to be world champion. I think it's a travesty that he's doing all these indie dates. Leo Rush needs to be on the main stage. He doesn't need to be wrestling for these, these indie dates. He's too good for that right now. He needs to do that by choice. And, mm. But he's, he needs to be in AEW or WWE showing off his gift to the world.
1: That's my opinion. And I think real quick, Andrew, and I'll let you uh, hop in here in a second, brother. I think this is a situation, to quote Dave Chappelle, where keeping it real might have gone wrong, because I agree 100% with Leo's sentiments. Like, to me, Tony is, like, you can give Leo some of the blame in this situation, but to me, Tony Tony got, like, 90% of the blame.
3: Right, yeah. with
1: Like, Tony started all this by being thin-skinned, <laughs> which is something we've seen, like, when he, when he did the... Uh, uh, scrum and somebody yeah, brought up the women like yeah, yeah like tony tony as as much as tony's done to contribute to the industry tony's got thin skin for a boss and yes. that's something he needs to work on in terms of leo like i agreed 100 with him and i actually i actually respected him for standing out standing up for swole but in, in the context that you're talking about chris you're right like if you're going to make that statement publicly you have to know in the back of your mind there's going to be repercussions somewhere down the road because that's just the way corporate america works and so while i like for me it's like tony should be the tony should be the bigger man right like like i like leah shouldn't have to be the bigger man but that's just the way corporate america is yeah
3: exactly tony should be the bigger man he should be the biggest man in this situation like you said that Into doing the right thing, if that makes any sense, man. Mm-hmm. It's 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 Tony Khan is and he, Tony Khan is young too. He's not like a, he's not a spring chicken, but he's not. Yeah, he he's, Yeah, he's not. But he's, he's still, <laughs> yeah, that's not, what
1: that's what you really wanted to say, Chris. He yeah, ain't 75 he's seventy five years old.
3: Yeah, so he's he's gonna <laughs> learn. He's gonna. I, I hope Tony Khan gets better than that. Mm. Um, Tony Khan mentioned his own minority status, and so I saw people kind of shitting on that. Don't do that because you know Muslim Americans, um, Middle Easterners, people of of that background did not have it easy, um, yeah. especially in the early two thousands, right after nine eleven and stuff like that. You should Very never true. minimize somebody's uh, struggle. Yeah. But at, like, like, like you were saying uh nate uh tony khan should be the bigger person and we all know this and i'm not even trying to argue against that i'm trying to hope that leo rush just the the public tweets it it, it just can't happen
2: man
3: mm-hmm. um it like, just it just can't
2: but i i i think leo like, honestly, but I think in certain situations like this, I think it, it, it even goes even further, and and I'm not trying to get into, like, his background or nothing like that, but I think it just mm-hmm. even goes to, like, you know what I'm saying, not, not, not how you brought up, but just, just how you are as an individual, bro, like, some people, they, mm-hmm. they they don't tolerate any kind of, like, disrespect, and they they take it wherever it needs to be taken, and, like, when, mm-hmm. when Tony Khan went in publicly, Leo responded publicly, and not to him, mm-hmm. but in defense of a, a fellow co-worker and some people feel even me like I, I i can be in in some ways like if somebody disrespects me publicly it's, it's either you going to apologize to me publicly or i'm gonna disrespect you publicly if you say something yeah. to me privately and disrespected i'm gonna respond to you in that exact same manner and that's mm-hmm. how some people carry certain shit and leo went out there and said what he said and he stood on it the mm-hmm. same way that tony khan said what he said about big soul and stood on it he ain't deleting the mm-hmm. tweet and Leo didn't delete his. Leo may have posted that statement, and I I, I thought that was, like, like, you know, when he posted that statement about him talking to Mega, and t- that, that that's when I thought the shit was squash. I thought that was it. I was like, okay, they cashed right. it out, they you know, yeah. got, got whatever they had to say off each other's chest, and, you know, woo-woo-woo, and, you know, everything, we all good now, and like, apparently, like, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that factored in on that, like, again, I think that's like, the specifics of it, I think that's something that we probably gonna need Leo to, you know, openly speak about, like, if he chooses to, but yeah, I think it's just yeah. a, situ- a certain situation of he just he, he said what he had to say and he stood on it and you know he's still standing on it and like I I feel like mm-hmm. with Tony Khan yeah and, but like, and like, now like, he's like, not like,
3: working for AEW anymore and I don't I'm not saying that's, that's the reason that's the why point. but I don't I don't know the reason why I'm just saying look man I, no, I I've saying. always been the guy look I, I've stood on top of my shit all the time whether i be right or wrong if i have convictions <laughs> i stand on those convictions. Mm-hmm. that ain't always that ain't always the best thing to do publicly that's true I, that's I, true that, that's it's true just, you, that's you know true. It's, it's, it's just you like you don't know i do not know the beef between tony khan and swell i do not know their mm-hmm. personal history i don't know uh, Andrew I don't know your personal history with Way or John your relationship with them you guys don't know my relationship with Way or John you know what I'm saying so if, if, if something got public and just put out there and I'm over here just caping for one of you and publicly without even addressing it who's wrong in that situation you know what I'm saying that's you don't have time. to answer That's that now because we 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 were, we do work underneath these guys. So, but I'm just saying. No, no, you
2: know. No, nah, I know you. You hypothetical, so I know what you said. Like, yeah, but not yeah. like. I I I think you raised a fair point. Like, you know, I, to 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 your point's sake. I mean, I'm. I, I don't think we'll ever like. Could, could we possibly know that Leo knows the exact specific details of what down mm-hmm. between Tony Khan and Bix? Well, I don't think so. I think he was just reacting to the bad wrestler part. Yeah. Or he didn't like her wrestling. I, I think he was reacting to that part and the the potential effect that that could have on her future yeah. dates. Or, you know, say you got the, yeah. uh, the, yeah. the, the, the the head of a, the number two wrestling company in the world, you know, saying and, and in the eyes of some of the number one wrestling company in the world, you got people saying you know, that you got him saying that he didn't like a certain talent's wrestling. Like you, you, never know how that could affect her going long term. Like looks like you know, promoters yeah, mm-hmm. look at her like, "Well, if Tony Khan don't like your wrestling, like why the fuck should I book you?" You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah. That, that 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 could stuff could happen, really yeah. have an impact. You yeah. what I'm it could happen. I, I'm not saying it, and I don't think it will, but I would just say like that possibility is there.
3: Yeah, and I think like again, Tony Khan, his company is in its infancy. He's got to learn how to talk to black people. Because I don't mm. think he knows how to do that extremely well. I, I and I know I've I've been I've talked about this a little bit with the uh, Graph City guys and a few other guys. And I and I can't. I've been working in corporate America too much. I've done <laughs> workshops with with these with in these exact situations where right. someone has tweeted some bullshit, said some bullshit publicly, and it got around to the office and stuff. And I have to coach people out of these situations, and the best the best course of action is use discretion. Reactionary yeah. shit is not a good thing in a business that setting. AEW, AEW is is a is a good place to work, I think. And WWE is a, okay. People like these places. Being reactionary and publicly, yeah, we get a kick out of it. I loved seeing that fucking apologize tweet. I thought it was hilarious. But, <laughs> but shit, man, I, I, I like watching trade wrecks and shit like that. I like watching, you know, bosses and employees and whatever fight fight each other, man. That shit is entertaining to me. But it's not about me. It's about you and how you're going to persist forth in the wrestling industry. What do you want your reputation to be? Mm-hmm. You want to be someone that stands on your word. Do you want to be somebody that people can't wait to book? Do you want to not be working in the United States in the best situation you could be in? Or do you want to like um, hope that the Indies stay as robust as they are now? Um, And, or do you want the job security of being with a company that you know is going to be around for a minute, you know?
1: Right. Well, the other thing is, and it should it shouldn't have to be this way. Andrew, But the amount of leeway that folks that look like us in this business is given is real short in comparison to their counterparts. You know what I mean? And so I would hate it if something like this was the reason why a major company wouldn't give Leo a look in the future because we know the man has talent, like that's indisputable. Yeah. But this could be the excuse somebody needs, and it's like you know, unfortunately, if you look like Leo Rush, you're not gonna get a chance to terrorize people and poop in a bag yeah. like certain individuals. Yeah, yeah. Get yeah. chance after chance after yeah. chance after
3: chance. <laughs> I'm afraid of people gassing Leo Rush up and telling him the wrong thing in this situation. <laughs> that's my biggest mm. fear. Is I've already seen. Uh, certain Forbes back mag, Forbes magazine articles and things people of that nature telling this guy uh Leo you're 100 percent right and blah 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 and this is, it's not true I, I like I said with I'm with Nate I'm like you may be 90 95 percent right but you gotta you gotta understand the source of where you probably didn't do the right thing at that's all I'm saying and like and like Nate said too I I definitely say Tony Khan takes 90% of the blame in this situation 90 95 but you're in control of that 10 percent. you are it just it just is what it is
1: we got breaking news Chris ladies and gentlemen I can't believe it This just came across the wire. So much going on in the world of professional wrestling. And I looked at the situation, Chris. I look at what's going on, and I can't understand what's going on. I know you have questions about what's going on. It just kind of makes us say, what the hell, man? And so, to help us kind of figure things out, we need to go to our official What the Hell correspondent, a brother that I hope can provide us some insight on all things going on in the world of professional wrestling, particularly when it pertains to AW, where we had... One BIPOC star come into the company in Keith Lee. And, and we're getting one BIPOC legend leaving the company. And, of course, that is the one and only Cody Devontae Rhodes. So helping us figure all this out from the torch. You know this man. You love this man. Rich fan. Brother Rich, what's good, man?
5: Devontae. Wept. I mean, this is this is that time we got to pull one out for a legend, but what when one door closes, another window opens. Now we're gonna see, you know, in Black History Month the return of dashing ally Cody Rhodes.
1: Oh uh, yeah, this story is so crazy, Rich. Like and and again, like I'm somebody when I hear things like this, I'm somebody that that tends to wait. Cause there's a lot, there's a lot of chatter in in this space, that, as you know, Rich. And it's like, I, I don't believe it until I see it. But but this, this Cody story, man, got some legs to it. So, what do you make of the story from, you know, maybe the journalistic perspective? Like like is, like, what's your take on this? Like, is it the right move? Like, what what's your opinion on this whole thing, man? Cause I'm I'm I don't even know what to think, Rich. Like I don't know what, Maybe it's cause I'm like so hurt that Devontae is leaving us when he brought us to the mountaintop and he's not going to you know, come into the promised land with us, but well, what's your take, man?
5: I, I think it makes a lot of sense to talk with this with, with Wade, my editor, publisher, boss, man uh, at The Torch uh, a few hours ago, actually a few days ago, about the fact that, frankly, Cody needed more than what he was getting from AEW. The biggest question for him was once Tony took over booking if you remember sitting in on a, those first couple of interviews Cody did, and that's one thing I'm going to miss, because I thought he was very vulnerable during those press conferences and very open to questions in a way that I think a lot of folks haven't been historically in wrestling. And so we're losing that. But for him, once he lost booking and once Tony kind of took care of the shop by himself, that was the thing. Cody always talked about the idea of music and writing your own music. And when he could only write music for himself and maybe for... Uh, the folks in the Cody-verse As we've lovingly started to put the section where he was in uh, I think. And, and, and as an aside I think people shouldn't look at it as a negative I think all of them have their own verses Like the Kenny-verse is all the silliness He was doing with uh, Cyrus Or the Bucks-verse Is the fact that everyone needs to be read up On everything that happened with the Bullet Club Prior to seven minutes ago Or you won't know what's going on And so I, I, I thought Cody kind of got Out of all the EVPs The shortest shrift because he got put in a position where people looked at him as if he was the sole person that was like out of whack when it really was everyone else and they all had their issues. Um, and then, just honestly, I mentioned this with Wade as well. He's Dusty Rhodes' kid. Yep. Like, if there's anyone who's smart enough to realize if you have a forbidden door, it should go both ways, it's gonna be a guy that's the son of the son of a plumber. And so. Him coming He's going to make a good bit of more money Than he would have He's going to be that guy That can be the example of Hey If you come over here with us there, We got some fun times for you And then he also can be the guy That uh, uh, As Wade So I put, only uh, put Gently send the text Hey brother Nate Notice You haven't been on Dynamite in a few weeks Just wanted to see how you're doing See if there's anything I can do for you yep. And make sure Oh Looks like my chicken's a little raw. Uh, I might have to smack down on that patty before I put it into uh, the oven. Anywho, just checking in. Love and kisses, Devontae.
1: Yo, I, th- I think two points, Rich, to what you're saying, and then uh, I can turn it over to Chris. I think, number one, when you look at what Cody did to help create this, not only the climate, but also AW as a company, uh, like you, his importance I don't think can be understated. Even though, as you mentioned, Tony's had more control over what's going on on the screen and Cody's kind of in his pocket universe, along with some of these other guys. I think Cody's importance can't be understated. And the second thing, and I'll turn this over to Chris. Chris, you know, we all know you're a businessman. You out here dealing this crypto. Uh, Cody made a pimp decision in terms of business because Cody's. I don't know if leverage is the word, Chris, but but I think Cody realized he was never going to be as coveted a commodity as he is right now, most likely. And so, if there's any time to move, maybe now is the time to move. When A, as Rich said, maybe he's not the happiest with AEW, and B, he can make a whole lot of paper off events right now.
3: Yeah, man. Um, This um, I've been riding a roller coaster of emotions with uh, <laughs> Cody going to like potentially going back to the WWE and leaving aew um, I just really been trying to wrap um, my um, hands around the emotions that I felt over this because this is definitely something I didn't see coming even when he announced on TV that he was a free agent. I I still didn't see it coming. Now, um, I'm always of the school of, you know, until pen is put to paper, Mm -hmm. um, it ain't real. And um, so him leaving AEW doesn't surprise me from that standpoint. Mm -hmm. In a robust wrestling industry, you're going to have, the two-way traffic. You're not. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be just everybody going to AEW. Right. Some of the AEW people are going to need to go to WWE. That's what makes this industry, the uh, industry you want to get to. And if WWE's firing everybody and AEW's hiring them, or if everyone's just leaving WWE and AEW's hiring them, that the, the, it's interesting at first, but it can get old really fast. Um. This does, like, kind of inject the wrestling industry with some life it just hasn't had in a while. The fact that we had a month where The Rock was prominent in the news and Stone Cold Steve Austin is prominent in the news and (laughs) Cody Rhodes just stole both of their thunder (laughs) like that, that's just amazing to me, man. And uh, also it proves that... um, we always say Vince McMahon is not your friend Um, Tony Khan I'm not saying he's not friendly with wrestlers but Tony Mm. Khan is running a business and he's going to run that business the best way he sees fit Um, to piggyback off the the Leo Rush conversation we were having you're you're not going to be strong arming Tony Khan that's just not happening no. if, if Tony Khan feels that his, his business should be ran a certain way then guess what it's gonna be ran that way
1: and and so to, to that point Rich like I think that it is really interesting because we've got Cody departing and as I mentioned earlier we've got you know people like Keith Lee coming into AEW and so this if if we want to go the Marvel route is this phase two of AW that we're now entering where we had the establishment with the EVPs and, you know, we, we, we had a foundation that was laid. And now we're starting to see some of the old guard of AW depart for various reasons. And we're getting new people on the shows. And is, is, is this a good thing in, in your opinion?
5: I think it is. I think the growth that needed to happen with AEW, Wade always talks about the idea of the next million when it comes to finding viewers and finding fans, and you're not going to get there until you start to make the evolutions that you're talking about. You mentioned Phase 2 with Marvel, that's a great design, I was just talking with a coworker worker uh, before I kicked off my lunch break about the fact that, uh, thanks to that Doctor Strange uh, trailer, everyone's talking about the... The ramifications of what if And right. uh, the Illuminati And what if Tom Cruise is in this And all this other stuff Same thing with AEW and WWE As you grow You have the ability to pull other people in That here four may not have wanted to And then I want to give a shout out Because here four is definitely A Doctor Strange quote from uh, Avengers uh, Just because I like I, I, Here to four is just such a strange word to use uh, But with Cody He needed to go when you get when you come in I likened it to like a football team um, when you have the when you're the star running back or actually I used it, I used this example for any Eagles fans out there mm. when Fred X was on the Eagles mm. and he was the number one receiver and then T.O. shows up and Fred's still chirping about he needs to get more touches right. he needs to get more targets T.O.'s on the other side that you can't do it, that, that can't happen And so same thing with Cody You were the man You were, getting, you were going over the middle, you were making catches You were just You were just the man And then all of a sudden CM Punk shows up And then a wild Brian Danielson appears And then you got Malachi Black And like all of a sudden you went from the guy Getting 170 targets a game to thir- Or a season to 30
4: hmm.
5: Ball can't go to everybody Money can't go to everybody and so in the salary cap, it might not be a uh, collectively bargained one, but in terms of Tony's finances, he knows how much he can spend just like any of us. You're not going to be spending money on, you know, I've, I've been playing seafood for instance. I can't spend 60 bucks on seafood if I don't have my son's shoes. And so he has priorities. Tony has priorities. and he can't spend Ryan Danielson money. Or I joke, you know, I joke with Wade, it's like when you have your, your, your grandma, and it's like, we got this at home, so, at first it was like, you got Cody Rhodes, boom, you got it, boom, 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 then all of a sudden, when you say we got Cody Rhodes at home, and you're looking at CM Punk, or you got Danielson, or you got Keith Lee, or you got whoever else pops up, it's like, oh, maybe we need to make a switch, and... It works for him because, like I said, he's gonna to go to WWE and he's gonna have an opportunity to go there and look like a star. Like I think, in terms of matchups, I haven't seen Peacemaker yet, but I want him to go up against John Cena because I want Cody to go in as a heel and say, and John try to be the conciliatory figure that's trying to like, hey man, you welcome back to the WWE. It's like you want peace, I want war, and he slaps him in the face. John can have that stupid look on his face he does when people slap him in the face, and off (laughs) we go.
1: Uh, I I like that so much. And here's the thing, like, going back to Doctor Strange and that trailer, Cody was probably sitting here like, yo, when Punk makes a move, when Daniel makes a move, when Keith Lee makes a move, they're the hero. When I make a move, I'm the enemy. That's how y'all looking at me. And so, (laughs) wait a minute, wait a minute, B. I got to take time out
5: real quick because... I'm not gonna allow that to slide, but I cannot during Black History Month allow a quote from a woman who enslaved a town. And she tried to make it seem like it was just, I just made a oopsie. Like one hand, one dude made a mistake the may have broken the universe still, may have broken the universe to help out a kid try to get in college. So this is like, which one is competing idiocy? But you can't make it seem like I just was trying to get over my dead robot and I enslaved the whole town. That woman was in tears saying, let me see my daughter. Hmm. Like if they had the money I would have paid to have like Cicely Tyson show up And give the real glory tears for that scene Just to hit how hard it was Because Wanda forgets Hmm. And she forgets a lot of stuff Because, you know, she probably already Probably said no more M-words before Hmm. And just happened to, you know The multiverse had to like wipe that up Because I heard what everybody else heard on that promo And I was like, if he's here if he's here, I'm here. I'm in that seat. I got five masks on. I'm going to buy out the role, yep. and I'm going to enjoy. We but let me good. shut up. I'm sorry, Nate. I'm <laughs> God, sorry. Are you good. I think, again, like, when
1: we're talking about Cody, though, like, uh, and we can kind of wrap up on Cody here, Chris, because I I, I am intrigued by this, man. Like, and there's very little about WWE program that intrigues me. Uh, unfortunately, uh, that's not a criticism of the talent. It's more criticism of the creative but when you take a Cody Rhodes as currently constructed and let's assume that they're not going to put him back into makeup and make him stardust on day one. If you bring this Cody Rhodes out here and put him in this WWE, there's a lot of interesting things you could do. If you want to do those interesting things, Chris. So are yeah. you excited about uh, Devontae, uh bringing, bringing the good word to, to the, the masses of the WWE universe brother.
3: Right now, I am excited. I don't think it's going to be long that I'm going to be excited, but right now, I'm excited. I give Vince a
1: month before he screws it up. Yeah. We'll
3: have a fun month. Yeah, yeah. So, here's the thing with Cody right now. Cody wasn't just the face of AEW. Mm-hmm. Cody was the face of Turner Networks. This guy, um, out of any personality character whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. across Turner platforms Cody Rhodes Rhodes to the top is on HBO Max now yep um Rhodes uh, to the top also comes on TBS. Mm-hmm. The go Big show goes back and forth between TBS and TNT and true TV mm-hmm. um, this guy was a prominent fixture on those Turner networks. Um, I do think I truly believe that when it's all said and done, Cody will be back in AEW. Um, I, I just think that will. I think I don't look at him going to WWE as a homecoming. I look at him.
1: It's, it's as, a pilgrimage.
3: Yeah, I look at it as a pilgrimage, a odyssey, if you will. Mm. I don't look at it as him staying there for a long time. I think he'll get at least one of WWE's world titles while he's there at least one time I think that will happen um, and then I think you know he'll I, I think I think there's a bit of underappreciation on both sides with Cody Rhodes mm-hmm. and Tony Khan I don't think they appreciate each other the way they should I think Tony Khan if, if Tony Khan thought Cody Rhodes is expendable mm-hmm. that's just not true um, Cody Rhodes is a big deal at aew um, if Cody Rhodes thinks that on top of whatever he makes for the go big show and um Road to the top roads to the top if on top of that he needs a raise at aew, I think he's overestimating himself just a little bit, man. Mm. Is, is the world not enough for you, dude? You know, <laughs> um, like Cody I on think, that Tony Montana, yeah. It's like, dude, the, 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 the Turner Networks love this guy, and I, I'm sure he's getting paid, you know, some millions to be in AEW, and then on top of that, he's on the Go Big Show and wrote the top this dude is getting paid so maybe it is just a creative thing but Mm -hmm. um, I think that um, he will ultimately end up back in AEW after a good year or two um, in WWE Um, and uh, I think once he sees that WWE is still the same old WWE I think when when, uh, Tony Khan realizes you know Cody Rhodes really did make my job a lot easier. Um, they'll find their way back to
1: each other. Mm. I, I think. I think eventually they will. But here's the thing, Rich, and I'll give you the last word on uh, Brother Devontae because you know we talking about world title matches. We talking about this. We talking about that. Everybody knows what the end game is here. I'm like Doctor Strange again, Rich. I've looked at all the possibilities out there. This can only end one way. WrestleMania, Cody Rhodes and Brandy versus Triple H and Stephanie. Book it, get the money.
5: Next year in LA. Next year in LA. Can't have a better match. Can't have a better setup. Nothing would be finer than Triple H coming out. And you hear the King of Kings. And he ascends on a throne. And then you have a broken throne and you hear Downstate Kingdom. And Triple H and. And Cody just have a bloodbath For about 15 yeah. minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's, 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 it's Wrestling has always had More than one royal family As soon as you hear that In WWE your brain's gonna break Right I personally And I apologize for any listeners For their mics Or my mic peeking in a minute But I wanna hear woo. Like I I want, I want, I want. If only, like I fell in love with. I'll be honest. When Cody was in WWE, Mm -hmm. I was kind of wish washy on him, especially when they were with Legacy. I actually was always more of a um uh uh, who was it? The other one, not Randy.
3: Oh, Ted
5: Ted Junior. I was always a Ted Junior guy, (laughs) and then John Cena had that uh, twenty-four. Where he was in the back sitting Wow! There goes Cody! Woohoo! And I was like, okay. <laughs> if John Cena is the top guy in the company and he's like singing your theme song because he likes you that much, I'm in. I'm in. Just, just, like e. with, yeah. just like with Big E when he was in um, FCW and Cena had him on one of those videos yeah. when he was setting a powerlifting record. Yeah. Hmm. And he was like, this guy, he's got it. Like, if Cena sees you, I see you. Because nobody could see him
3: right and, and, and I don't want it to I, I do think we need to talk about Brandy Rhodes a little bit in this mm-hmm. um, because I don't think she gets the credit she deserves for AEW um, no she doesn't I, I know that Wade Keller said that she wasn't too liked by people in um, AEW the people that I have talked to mm-hmm. um that are associated with AEW whether they did a one-off or or there. I haven't heard anybody say anything bad about Brandi Rhodes. In fact, everybody's been saying good stuff about her. She just brokered a deal with the American Heart Association last week. Mm -hmm. And now she's out the company. Um, This woman was smart and she was ahead of the curve on a lot of different things with like Nyla Rose, with Sunny Kiss, with All these like different diversity initiatives um and her missing from that company does concern me a little bit it it, to me it's to me it's like if cody is one a i think brandy rhodes is is one b and i i I, that's just the way i feel about it until i hear other until i hear from other people, and I'm gonna I, I, if White Keller does a write up on it or Dave Meltzer, I, I want to hear what people are saying. Um, but yeah, I think that she's um, important, not just as important as Cody Rhodes, but she's she, well, she's
1: right. Like she is not like she's not more important than Cody, but I think what she brings to the table is something that can't easily be replaced.
2: Right. And you're talking
1: about a woman in a position of power when you're talking about a black woman in a position of power like you can't get that perspective from just another white dude that you put in that spot like that's not going to replace or duplicate or replicate what brandy rhodes meant to the couple and i did want to give rich a chance to reply in terms of uh the story or the what was said by wade uh you know given that you work with the brother uh any clarity on that uh rich
5: yeah, sure. So, from a man from, from the wild side of Minnesota, I think, and I, I put up on my free side, it should be coming up at some point, like, don't trust the aggregators. And what I mean by that is it's the folks who don't take the time. And you look at the youngest in charge, Andrew Thompson. He goes through and he meticulously transcribes what is going on in an interview. And when he puts it up on post, you see what the person said. Uh, there had been a couple of aggregator websites that took. Part of what Wade said Everyone hated Brandy or no one liked Brandy The quote was No one in the five or six hours I talked On the phone today or texted Had something to say Positively about Brandy So that's more about the circle of people being questioned Than the status on the whole Just like you just said Doc Where you're talking about From who you talk to there wasn't a negative thing. It's and I loved how Cam put it. Like when you're at, all of us know when you're working somewhere, there's going to be people that have stuff for you, against you, whatever. But it depends on who's talking to them, the mood they're in, and how much they're willing to talk. You know, that's it. Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah. I think people get a little like I know the Rose got really fr- frustrated, and Wade wound up doing another audio just to, because Cody called him, and that's the that is the best thing about working for someone like him or John away. When you have the relationship with the people And something comes out The person can call you And say here's what I, my side of it is And then you can say this is what Cody told me And that's what he did And Cody got to rebut some of those points And it, 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 what gets murky Is when you're the person who hides behind uh, You know a pseudonym Or something like that And then you, I stand by my story It's like I don't know who you are to stand
3: I know right
5: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so That's yes
3: true
1: man. yeah a good guy a great point right there by rich and uh again this this conversation ain't over like this is just the beginning yeah. uh like so much going on and again with with brother Devontae, we're we gonna see what's going on with him and sister brandy but uh for now we're gonna return you to your regularly scheduled programming
0: this post wrestling podcast is brought to you by nerd smart money podcast Financial literacy can be daunting, but it's one of the most valuable things you can equip yourself with. On NerdWallet's Smart Money podcast, their trusted financial journalists offer easily digestible, conversational discussions on topics like balancing your portfolio. If you think an ETF is one of Cena's five moves of doom, this show might be for you. Planning for your tax bills this April, so you don't have to worry about a visit from Erwin R. Scheister. And putting away more money for retirement, because unlike most wrestlers at the end of their careers, most of us should only plan on retiring once. Listen to Nerd Wallet Smart Money podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you, well, thank you.
1: So, uh, yeah. So, shout out to Leo Rush, man. Like, hopefully, uh, the brother, you know, is gonna land on his feet because he is talented, man. And maybe this could be a learning, a learning moment for Leo, and maybe even more importantly, Andrew, a learning moment uh, for that man, TK. Because here's the thing: I want to like TK, man. Like, I want to like the dude, but he got every yeah. like couple of months tk say something to tweet something it's like oh come on man you were so close you were so yeah. close so uh that we that's our take on that situation but uh you yeah, know yeah. we we gonna go from the rush andrew thompson to the rumble my brother because last night 24 hours ago we saw the royal rumble uh which was uh a night where going in uh you know Maybe some people were expecting to see some black excellence on display. Maybe, uh, you know, (laughs) Biggie and Bianca and and Sasha and people like that on the come up, Uh, maybe even that man almost. Uh, But I will say, Andrew, I did not enjoy that show at all. Uh, You know, there were some moments on the show that I dug, but for the most part, I thought this was one of the weaker Royal Rumble cards top to bottom that they've given us in a while. Uh, What was your take on the Royal Rumble, particularly when you talk about people like biggie or people like bianca who you would have thought going in were being primed for a big push
2: so like well, i was uh uh sports center was that espn say, we got we, we got, got a fair report fair, this fair, just
1: then, tony khan finally apologizes yeah
3: that's not that's right. not
2: sports
3: center alert so came on sorry about that oh, no. but, ah. but
2: uh I, I i was telling y'all before we started recording um i, I was at an independent show the night of the rural rumble and uh i had a good time with the flying v promotion out there in um in dc uh the silver spring slash maryland area just like near dc but yeah it's whatever it, it, it was a real fun show man uh and shout out to all the you know times independent wrestlers that was out there you know trying out a bunch of different stuff but but yeah with, with the, the the royal rumble i had saw all the tweets when I got back on Twitter because I I I got to I was like I don't want to spoil it for myself but then I was just like at some point I was just like fuck it it is what it is I'm I'm gonna end up watching it anyway so I saw all the tweets and people was just shitting on it like the whole show like like for I was I would say probably the like for, from what I like the first the first couple like the first round of tweets I saw were like positive and they, and they were coming from the Seth Rollins. Uh, Shield, interesting. A lot of people were like really happy with that. And it, it seemed like a lot of people were somewhat happy with the, or to a level a degree happy with a portion of the Women's World Rumble match. And then it seemed just from that point on, like the show just went to shit. And it, it was just like, and I, that, that's just judging from the tweets. And, and when I finally watched it, it, it just felt like a, it, it, it didn't feel, that, I, I would say that second portion of the show or e- even like right after somewhat near like the probably after the first hour it sort of fell off like real bad and it's particularly that men's rumble match that was the most anti-climactic world rumble like i've probably ever seen and and, and the thing is about it like you know we also discussed this uh previously you know before we started recording it, it's, it's a thing of like in, in previous world rumbles you always have maybe two or three people where like it, it seems like they are very well built going into rumble matches and there's like a, a a chance that one of those three individuals or one of those four individuals might walk away with the rumble and it's like they have a certain amount of hype going into, a certain amount of hype behind them going into say a rumble match with this one it was just like ah eh, you know like here's our roster you know here's a few mm-hmm. legends as far as from the you know the women's side goes and like this is what we're doing you know you, you guys already know what the rumble is like we don't need to further build this thing and, 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 and you, you mentioned biggie I, I I like I'm not going to lie to you Nate and, and Chris I wasn't expecting nothing like from 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 Biggie and not from his standpoint it's just the fact that it was just clear as day like after he lost the title now even before he lost the title at day 1 it was clear as day like, like where he was going like even when uh, they had him on the graphic they slapped Brock, mm-hmm. Re- Brock Lesnar right in the middle like, and where the champion is supposed to be at. And I know certain, yeah. certain people going to look at that and be like, well, you know, that's not a big deal, bro. The champion is supposed to be in the center of the graphic. The champion is supposed to be on the marquee. <laughs> that's just what it is. Like, th- anybody that's trying to act like that's not a big thing, it's a mm-hmm. big thing. The champion is always supposed to be on the middle of the thing. And even with, uh, But when you look at, uh, you, you, I mean, any, you, look, you look at Roman. We, we look at how Roman's and you know, his presentation and how they market him. You ain't gonna see Roman thinking, no like. Ha, Brock Lesnar was literally, uh, his graphic literally hid Big E's WWE championship. It just like a regular fucking five way. Like it was just nothing in the line. But, <laughs> uh, but, but, but with uh, yeah, but with Biggie man, it was like he, even after he lost the title, it was just clear as day as to where they were going like with him right. and it, like they. You no, know, he's sliding them back into the new days. Andrew, Andrew, come yeah. on now, come
1: on, young fella. Andrew, you got to let it play out, man. Just let it play out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's that's the that's the most common phrase, let it play out. But um, yeah, yeah, man, with, with Biggie, like I, I think we all we we've said this on this podcast countless times. Uh, Where we had guests, uh, all three of us that talked about it. We all think Biggie can literally be a marquee talent. and he is a marquee talent. And just from seeing the amount of publicity that he was able to bring into WWE from an outside perspective because i ain't seeing no other wrestlers getting getting onto the fucking breakfast club and all that different shit and all, like all, all these like boxing fights that he was attending and introducing boxes and making all these different mainstream media appearances and stuff like that i think biggie did uh, did them a real service on the outside of the ring perspective but they didn't return the favor in terms of the on-screen nope. perspective like he lost hella matches um dude like they i mean he, i'm not gonna say he looked like no chump against roman reigns in survivor series but it, i think Big E was just like any other challenger that Roman Reigns had. It just seemed like he had no chance going into it. It was just like, oh, yeah, here's a showcase. And, you know, we'll show him off a little bit. But you all know that Roman's going to win this match. Let's be fucking mm-hmm. real. And that, 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 that's kind of how it felt throughout Big E's title run. And then, you know, after he lost the title, he got pinned by Seth Rollins the next night on Raw the week after, uh, the week after that. So, and, and now, you know, we, we know that Dave said on multiple times on the most recent SmackDown, after the day we were recording this, that, you know, Big e's back on the show. And you know they pairing them back up with Kofi, and you know Woods is on SmackDown as well. So I think we all can pretty see, pretty much see where that's going. You know Biggie's probably mm-hmm. gonna be sliding back into the, you know new new day style. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I mean, I, I mean nothing wrong with that as far as like him, uh, you know being a key piece on television as far because I'm pretty sure they'll keep being used. But like I think like what, what they're doing, they 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 sort of treat Kofi and Biggie as like hey, you know, you guys were here for a really long time and we appreciate you guys sticking with us and, you know, helping us out. So here's your world title run. But like after this, just know that we gave it to you and be happy with that, okay? Don't, yeah. we're we, we not Yeah. We not gonna go here again, but we appreciate y'all. And this is our thank you for for your contributions to the company. But now it's time to get back to what we think we should, you know, what we think you should be in this company. And yeah. that, that's that's all it felt like from, from the get-go. Mm-hmm. So, so and, and, and just to touch on Bianca, like man, I, I I I really don't see, I really don't get how they look at somebody like Bianca, man, and see what she brings to the table and what she has to offer and the, the markability aspect that she has. It just don't want to put the title on her immediately and just have it mm-hmm. like, hey, look, e- even if we don't got a solid plan, as far as like what's next, th- you are a person. Like I- I'm trying to figure out like how they how they don't like see the va- value that she adds to this company. Like she she literally. Enhances both of the matches that she and Bianca's only like a what a six year vet and she's already like a very she, she 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 in some of these matches that she's in even with Becky man like she she can be she can be when she needs to be like sort of that ring general in a way and 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 really like she, she has a but when you watch some of her matches man she has a very very good understanding of what needs to happen at certain moments like she's very smart for somebody that has only been wrestling for five to six years. She's hella talented, yeah. bro. And, and that's not even looking at the outside stuff and them like cause you know some people like when they talk about some of these certain situations they always harken back to also the outside of, out, outside outside the ring stuff as far as uh promotional material and stuff like dude. Bianca could be selling these little uh fucking braid things to these kids like mm-hmm. all over the world and they would probably be eating that shit up like it ain't nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like so the marketability thing is even a question. So like I, I'm just very confused as to why they like I I I don't know what it is, man. But like I know, I just read all, like all the way off topic from the Royal Rumble. But like circling back to that, the, the, the show was it. it, it was not uh, enjoyable for the for the most part. It was just yeah. you know was what it was, and you know they. It seems like it's just an indictment of what WWE has been stuck on for the past you know past five or six seven years. Like they you know Brock Lesnar that's their guy. They they clearly value Brock Lesnar a certain level above most talents, and that's clear as day. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, with Ronda Rousey, it's the same thing. Like the the Royal Rumble is like the most easiest way to get somebody over. It I I swear to God, you you can literally make somebody's whole career by just having to win the Royal Rumble. You can if you needed a young yep. talent, you could have them win the Royal Rumble, and they are literally fucking over. Bro, look 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 at what and and, and I, I think Shame won the Royal Rumble in 2012. In the year prior to that, 2011, he had won the WWE title, and Sheamus was real early into his main roster run. Mm-hmm. That 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 shit solidified Sheamus going forward. And, and see, the thing is, with with with, with it seem like with, with black titles with, with Biggie and Kofi and stuff, it's like once they get that big accolade, it's like okay, buddy, back mm-hmm. to the mid car. And, and, and Sheamus, Sheamus, had I'm I'm not gonna say it, and bluff and act like he been in the world title scene he he hasn't in a in a real long time. But it, it's just a thing of like. It, it seems like certain people certain people's achievements get valued yeah. more than others and, and and it's like when when i see somebody like i'm like dude just because he lost the fucking world title don't mean you got to take him out the world title scene like him winning the world title has stamped him in permanently you can keep filtering him in and out of it it doesn't have to be like oh well you know he won the world title and then that's it you can keep bringing him in you can keep bringing kofi in just because Kofi lost the damn title don't mean that he can't go back and challenge it again and i know he challenged for the at the um the money in the bank when Lashley fucking crushed him, but like it, it was mm-hmm. like like it it doesn't have to be like this one off thing or like just because he lost the title doesn't mean that he can't still be around that certain type of title pitch. Like he can't be in these number one contender matches and shit like that or these main event segments where you know the top titles come yeah. out and address the world champion. It doesn't have to be like that. It can always be hey, you're world champion. So you know what? If we need somebody to come in and, and fill this program, we can send Big E we can send Kofi if we need a world mm-hmm. title challenge if we can send those it doesn't have to be oh yeah you just won the title and then you lost it and then you had this like little shitty little rain and then like that's <laughs> it you know what I'm saying and that, that, that that that's that's how they do it and, and it's yeah. like I know I'm like rambling and shit right now but it's, it's I I just don't get how like you have some of these dudes man who like endear themselves to so many people they endear themselves mm-hmm. to their communities that they represent and it's like you just they just don't get it and and and, and I, I I, I think the only person you can you can look at is is Vince McMahon that's the only person you can look at I, I don't think there's no no question about it at this point that everything that goes through that company happens through him so it's yeah. like you got this 75 year old 60 76 year old dude who has this idea of what he thinks good professional wrestling slash sports entertainment is and the shit is just not right it's not right it is it, nope. I mean not, not not right in the sense of like but it, it, it shit just doesn't click like he's so fascinated with a Brock Lesnar so fascinated with a Ronda Rousey Mm -hmm. and and I have no issue with Ron I'm not gonna say and bluff and act like I do because I don't but it's it's like (laughs) but but, but, because I'm not gonna sit here and lie and say like I got some fucking issue with Ronda Rousey but like it's like like, you have so many talented people on your roster bro who are there every fucking day every week bro who are on these live events like literally fucking deteriorating Mm -hmm. shit out of your body company like the least you could do is reward them when these big shows come around and not fucking stuff them on a p show or like have them just play second fiddle to another talent who's gonna be there for four months or five months and then dip in and out and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like these, like I think I just think that shit is unfair. Like and and I, like I I just don't think that you should be treating your talent like that who are literally there for you, like what right. this so, so, sort of the dead periods, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I know I just rambling the whole thing, but like well, it's it's an,
1: it's, an yeah. indictment, Andrew. Like that's what it is. Like it's an indictment to Vince in particular and to the creative overall of this company. And like it, it's not something that just affects black performers. Cause like NXT 2.0 might be one of the worst wrestling shows out right now. And that's a Vince joint, right? Like he can't point to nobody else, but Vince uh, that's the team you set in place to run that show. And it's the main roster is, is no different because let's say, let's say Brock and Rhonda are the answers, Andrew. At least tell me a story to get me there. They didn't even tell you a story. Mm -hmm. We just threw them in the spot. I was saying before the show, both Rumbles, to me, felt like somebody just put on the WWE 2K game and and put it on demo mode because people were just coming out for no reason, and there was no concrete storyline. You know, every year at the Rumble, there's about three or four people that you can say that person's got a shot, and they didn't do that last night. Like, there was a perfect opportunity to tell a story with Big E in the men's rumble, and they missed on it. There was a perfect opportunity to tell a story with Bianca, and even though Bianca lasted like 40-something minutes in the rumble, I can only think of one or two memorable moments she had in that entire match, and that's a problem. And so the the, the issue is when you don't give your audience something to believe in, it's not long before they stop believing. You know, and we, we have a perfect example of that on the roster right now, and his name is Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> because don't nobody, don't nobody believe in this man no more, right? Like, and and this is not a, this is not a knock on Dolph as as a talent, but nobody believes they're gonna do anything meaningful with this dude anymore after the right. the ups and downs that they they've given this man. And so I think, like, and I hate to say it, Chris, but like Kofi's done. Like that ain't never coming back. We ain't never getting yeah. something like Kofi yeah. Mania again, as much as that pains me to say. Yeah. Like Kofi is done. Big E. Yeah. Big E still got a shot, but they got to do right by him. And yeah. what they did last night at the Rumble, they didn't do right by Big E, Chris, or honest yeah. for that matter.
3: Right. I, I I'm more on the dud side of Big E. I, I think that brother's goose is almost cooked. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong, <laughs> but because um, I, I love Big E, and I don't, I want him to get all the stuff in the world, all the yeah. accolades. I mean, if anybody needs to be tweet and apologize to their boss uh, it's those, it's those <laughs> New Day brothers and Bianca Belair don't be tweeting that to Vince by the way just don't do it but Diggy uh, e, uh is I'm gonna talk about what I liked about the book because I talking <laughs> about talking about Big E and Bianca is gonna give me an aneurysm I just had braces. Oh, <laughs> damn, if I, damn, if I, Chris. If I, if I still had the staples in my head, they'd be popping out one by one. Damn. Talking about the Bianca and Big E situations. <laughs>
1: Before before we get to the the positivity, because this is like the professor coming with the power of positivity. That's a twist. Uh, I I, want to hear that. But let me throw this at Andrew.
2: Hell and froze over. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The
1: the devil had to put on some socks because Chris is about to be positive about the WWE. (laughs) Um, But let 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 me throw this at Andrew real quick because we just did a show earlier today, Andrew. And like not even thinking for it for more than, like, five minutes. Here's a scenario I threw out, and I want to know how you would have felt if they did this. We could do the same. Like, let's say in a in a parallel universe, uh, Kofi doesn't miss the jump, and his feet don't hit the ground, which as soon as that happened, Andrew, I was like, oh, this Rumble going to be terrible. Like, if Kofi, mm. Kofi can't even put the magic on it, it ain't going to be a good rumble. Uh, but let's say Kofi's feet didn't hit the floor, and he's he's still in the match. You still do everything the same. Brock still comes out. What if the last three people in the ring in that Royal Rumble, Andrew, was Brock Lesnar, Big E, and Kofi Kingston? And it's almost like, like Thor and Captain America in Endgame in, in before the rest of the Avengers came. Like, they trying to throw all this stuff at Thanos. It ain't working. And then finally, Kofi does some type of dive or something, eliminates himself and Brock in the process, and Big E wins. And then we, that's how Big E gets back in the title picture. Uh, and it also it gives Kofi a little bit of uh revenge for the eight seconds that Brock put on him on, on, on that Friday night SmackDown premiere. Uh, would Would you have loved to have seen that brother? Would that, would that have been something you would have been down for? That'd have
2: been cool with that shit. I need to put you, put you on creative. Oh, Nate, we're, 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 we're hand you the pen, brother. <laughs> hand you the pen. Not, not that, that would have been, that would have been a cool finish. And, and bro, even, even Kofi and, and, and Biggie is sad. Just looking at the rumble and general, bro, Shane McMahon, was shane in the McMahon. final three shane fucking mcmahon was in the final three shane mcmahon who hasn't been on television since he took raw underground out of business how how has it just gotten shane. worse but shane, shane and 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 the thing is bro he eliminated kevin owens who mm-hmm. literally just signed a new deal with them like you you would think kevin owens would have tossed his ass out of there, like with the with the swiftness and Shane and man probably had like a Santino Morella moment where he got in and somebody just right. like immediately threw his ass out, like, bro, what are you doing? Like, get, get out. But like just seeing that him, him in there with McIntyre and Lesnar, like what, like, what, like, what are we doing, bro? Shane McMahon. <laughs> like that that could that that could have literally been anybody. Shane McMahon is yeah. like literally left in the top three with Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre, who just came back from injury. Like, what what are we doing? Like, and I'm trying to figure out, like, okay. i i i i i i I don't know what they had planned for shane going forward but like i don't know that that that, i think that shit was just dumb like having him in the top three i feel like you could have again had somebody there who's consistently on the show and put Mm -hmm. them in that spot it's that simple like i i i I don't get the whole you know montez ford worked his ass off in that match, bro hey hey bro you want to know what real quick you met i'm so glad you mentioned like I saw somebody tweet this out and I was thinking the same thing, like going into the rumble. I feel like Montez Ford should have had like his Iron Man moment. Mm -hmm. Like he should have been that, he should have been in that shit from like, at at least until it was like five people left. Like, I feel like he should have been in there from the start. And then he should have been in there until like at least five or four people was left in the rumble. And he could have had his big breakout star making moment where it's like, Oh yeah, Montez, the big baby face. you know, he's lasting, Mm -hmm. he's fighting, you know, he's trying and and, and whatever it may be. Cause I, I think a lot of people see a lot of potential in Montez Ford. Like I, I I don't know how people like really feel about him breaking away from Angelo Dawkins and sort of leaving Dawkins in the, you know, to the wayside. But mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like they can, you know, go away with Montez. It's like, he can be a star while still being in the tag team. But yeah, mm-hmm. Matt, like I, I'm, I'm I'm glad you mentioned him because that was, a uh, that's another person who I thought could have had a real breakout um moment in the room because he definitely got the gas tank to do that shit. Yeah. But no, nah, we had, we had to
1: make room for Shane McMahon. So, you know, it is Shane what it is O-Mac. brother.
2: Shane O'Mac got Shane them J's O-Mac. on. Uh,
1: but with Chris, uh, he, you said you had some. You said, you said you had some positivity, Chris. I'm, I'm, I'm Daniel sure the Chris. audience, the audience ain't ready for this. So, ladies and gentlemen, no. I'm gonna clear, clear the lane. Y'all give it up for Moderna Chris with some positive thoughts about the Royal Rumble.
3: well I, They I going on mute. S- <laughs> I, I, I was gonna say that I think that um I did like Lashley winning the belt. From Lesnar, mm. um, I yeah. didn't, I didn't love the way they did it, but it, as far as WWE fuck finishes go, um, <laughs> where they have to protect everybody because nobody could look weak, they could yeah. look stupid, but they can't look weak. Um, I think this was one of the ones that made the most sense to me, and I'll defend the ending for Lashley because I don't, I don't think it defined Lashley down. I think Lashley had Brock Lesnar in the hurt lock and he had him in there for a minute. And Lesnar was not getting out of that hurt lock. He didn't even break the hurt lock. What he did was he backed into the corner, bumped the ref, and that's how he escaped. And then he was able to sneak sneak on the F5. And because Brock Lesnar the character of Brock Lesnar, not the guy, Brock Lesnar's a genius, but the character of Brock Lesnar in this context is a dumbass. He gives him a F5 and swings the dude around to hit the ref. And Lesnar gets the visionary pin. And then all the stuff, the fuckery happened with um, Reigns and Heyman. Heyman. Yeah, all that stuff happened. But I don't think Lashley necessarily looked weak. I don't think that he looked the strongest. But as far as people beating Brock Lesnar is concerned, I mm-hmm. think he I think he looked fine. So I, I will give yeah. that. As far as Big E is concerned, um, Big E was defined down the moment that he won that belt. And the, the reason why is because he announced on Twitter, because they, they were having a ratings problem, they announced on Twitter that Big E was going to – he said he was going to cash it in that night. Mm -hmm. Lashley just got done wrestling two guys um, that night, and um, then Big E cashes in his money in the bank and beats Lashley. It wasn't fair at all. Uh, Big E kind of, you know, from – and we talked about this uh, on – Uh, with the episode after he won it we were both uh we were happy that he won but we noticed the obvious this wasn't a fair kind of wrestling match you you basically you know well it wasn't the
1: launching pad you want for your brand new baby exactly
3: so and then he got i think he did finally get a fair win against um lashley but it was defining. He was defined down the moment he got the title. He was never going to be in the main event. He loses to Roman in a in a good match, but it wasn't a it wasn't like a star making performance. It was a win that showed you Roman is our guy, mm-hmm. and Roman is our guy up here, and Ray and Big E is way down here, so. <laughs> It is it it is what it is. I could be mad at this shit, but at this point in the game, I kind of like wonder what these WWE guys are doing um, to promote their own career advancement in that company. You know, because um, this kind of thing just keeps on happening mm-hmm. with with uh, Black Talent. That's why I'm not on the. Uh, AEW is racist, WWE is Wakanda bandwagon, um, <laughs> you know, because I, 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 because they continue to do shit like this, right? Um, they they continue to showcase the guys that they don't want to push. I mean, the, like I said, the, the two biggest black stars in the history of that company, The Rock is way up here at number two. Um, and then Lashley is a few rungs behind him, but Lashley is still like you know, as far as what Vince likes and mm-hmm. the accolades and stuff, Lashley is number two clearly. It's it's I don't even think Big E or Kofi mm-hmm. are even close. I think it's I think it's Lashley, um, and I'm not saying that as a good thing or a bad thing, but um, Lashley is the guy that Vince obviously. Um, sees as someone serious, someone that he can market. Um Lashley was slapping fans with the hands slapping hands with the fans last night. So they do see something in Lashley that they don't see in Big E. I don't think it's fair. I just think it is. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. pretty much it.
1: And what makes it so bad? Because I do think you're right in that point, Chris, where there is something about Lashley that Vince does like. But here's how crazy that is, Andrew. Like, Lashley has that look that Vince is all about. He's got that persona that I think Vince can get behind. But even with all of that working for Bobby Lashley, man's been back for at least two years. That first year was trash because we had yes. all the stuff on <laughs> Sammy Zayn and Lashley's sisters. And then they team Lashley up with Leo. And Bobby's out here patting on his cheeks every week. Like it took until MVP and, and the hurt business came around for them to get serious with Lashley. So it's like, if that's what the dude who Vince wants is getting for that first year, like, <laughs> how, like how you expect Big E to win? How you expect Kofi to win? How you expect Bianca to win when they're up against that kind of thinking, Andrew?
2: And the crazy thing is that that whole, um, like with the, the Paul, I mean, um, the 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 MVP and Bobby Lashley like pairing and, mm-hmm. and them being like a legit like item, uh, going forward. Of course, they were already thinking that, but that shit would probably when even happen And Paul Heyman didn't say anything about it because he he you know he was on the um recently on the Ringer podcast and he dove all into that and yeah. he like that 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 dude fucking loves MVP like he loves and like he thinks the world yeah. uh, of mvp as an on-screen talent as a person he was just talking about how he believes mg mvp was his successor like to the next mm. on-screen general manager and the, and, and the evolution of where general managers i mean not general but um you know managers and, and you know on-screen you know valets and stuff yeah. Yeah. like he feels that mvp is the evolution of like where, where that should go and how people should like it's, in terms of ballets, like he really believes that MVP made himself a part of Bobby Lashley. Like, like there, there is right. no, there is no seeing Bobby Lashley without MVP. There is no seeing MVP without Bobby Lashley. And when they're not together, the shit just doesn't work. Like it, it, they, they need to be together in order for the, mm-hmm. in order for the like the whole act to be complete. And I, I, again, just to, uh, touching what you were saying about Lashley. Like I, I, I do think you know that that is just a situation of like that's what. Vince likes, like, last year has a legit background at NCAA, you know, hella, hella credentialed like, and, and no will earned you know what I'm saying, dude, dude has, like, a very, very legit background, and, and maybe that's just what uh, Vince likes from a, a marketing standpoint as far as with him yeah. or, over a, a Kofi or a Biggie and stuff. But yeah, man, like, yeah. I, I think even with, even with last year, like, I think I, 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 I want to say that well, no, I'm not because so I don't think that's true. I, I don't think that they view him on the level of a, you know, like, like how they treat Roman and how they treat uh Brock no. and shit. You like, know they I, that But they treat him. He he, he's a rung. Uh, he's a rung underneath yeah. them, though. He's not like yeah,
3: twenty yeah. rungs under, underneath. Right. Him, like yeah, exactly. Biggie. Exactly. He's, he's right below them. Exactly.
2: Uh, <laughs> that's no, nah, no. Nah, for no, nah, I I think I think that's it. It's not like it's not like a big gap. But that gap is there as far as like how he gets treated, opposed to you know like a Brock and a you know a, a Roman and stuff like that. But yeah, man. But uh, Bobby Lashley, like you know, he I, it took a long ass time, like you said, Nate. Like yeah. he came, you know, mm-hmm. it's been four it's been four years since he came back, and like that first that that first stretch was a it, it was a rough one. It definitely yeah, was. they had that man doing this. Thing. Like it, it seems like WWE they always do this like weird ass thing, but like they like they like to test people. It seems like to see how much mm-hmm. you can take like before before they finally give you the big thing like i remember we was even joking um after bianca lost not 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 joking about her losing the title but like joking about uh like how they like to test people and shit like that like to see hey you know mm-hmm. let the, you know let, let, you know if they if they have a big let see how they you know how they looking when they come through the curtain or you know let's see how they mm-hmm. got an attitude problem how they conduct themselves in interviews. and interviews right. and and we i remember we was even crediting bianca um when she did that interview at like she did that interview like fucking like four hours after she lost the title and she was very professional, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You know, it's yeah. I had a good time, you know, it was good to see Becky, yada yada yada. You know what I'm saying? She doing doing the smart thing. You know what I'm saying? What she yeah. should do it, you know, unless she wants, you know, some type of like repercussions or, you know, whatever it may come from that, from speaking negatively. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just think that, you know, they 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 like Lashy's look, they like what he presented they like the way he wrestles, yeah. you know, they like most of the things about him. And I think that's why you sort of see, um, mm-hmm. you know, even even though we see Something more in Kofi and, and and Biggie, like I, I think that they just, you know, Lashley is like their yeah. prototypical, but what they look for in a, in, in some professional wrestler, so and it's sort of more in line yeah. of their vision of what, uh, right, a, a, a marquee talent is. Yeah, and
3: thing, The thing with Big E is Big E is a legitimate athlete too. Yes, he's It's not like he's a scrub in the gym and stuff yeah. like that. He played college football. Uh, power lifter and all that Mm -hmm. stuff he's got um the accolades and credentials to back him up it's just i think big e made the mistake of being funny um and when Mm -hmm. you look at bobby lashley outside the the goofy shit that he never looked comfortable (laughs) but big e looks comfortable being funny Mm -hmm. the the shit they were doing with lashley in the beginning it wasn't funny no one ever took it seriously and Bobby didn't even take it seriously, yeah. right? I and mean, it's easier. But, and Bobby Lashley doesn't look like a human being. He looks like like some <laughs> cyborg that was designed in a laboratory, right? So I think <laughs> he's always gonna. Um, I even he, like even like as far as physical looks, he looks more impressive than Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar yeah. is looks like a a guy like Brock Lesnar is big and strong but i don't think he has a diet he adheres to or whatever but less
2: is farm strong yeah yeah yeah, yeah strong,
3: exactly lesson. exactly like bobby lashley looks like a machine this dude looks like he he eats nothing but like chicken breast and, and rice <laughs> and rice and that's it man just complex carbs and chicken breast
2: my, my, my and f- my that, f- like I came out the womb with a weight
3: I saw this I shook Bobby when well, he was
1: a baby he was prepping meals yeah. in the little plastic containers meal uh, yeah, yeah, like like I I sh- prep
3: <laughs> yeah, like, like I, I shook Bobby Lashley's hand one time and, and
1: you um, ain't never been the same since Yeah, it's,
3: it's like this dude is this like feeling yeah, ain't he never came
1: it, back to that hand
3: <laughs> yeah right he's got like no fat on him at all like this and he's like up in years man and it's not even like a steroid body you know what i'm saying Right. it's, it's just something you haven't seen uh and um and even still you know he's he's there's a ceiling for for someone like a lashley but his ceiling even is still wet. he
1: like yes. a year and a half ago maybe yeah. i don't even know if it was that long ago like even still he had to endure bad booking
2: with rusev and lana
3: right yeah this like, so, brother came through a lot right yeah he they, came,
2: they, and he came out they, they had that man they, they had that man on tv with his eyebrows drawn on <laughs> getting married mm, yeah. to Lana. Mm-hmm.
4: i was like what the fuck is going on bro? yeah like,
3: man <laughs>
2: <laughs> but like so, I, I, even when uh yeah the, 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 i remember that time uh, what was this had to be 2018 or 2019 when, when he pinned roman at the extreme rules yes yeah, i remember he, he, that he yeah. beat roman he beat him clean uh-huh. it, it, it wasn't no no weird shit it wasn't no like it, he beat him clean and i i think a lot of people thought in that moment they was like oh here we go like it's about mm-hmm. the you know they but they, fi- they finally about the finally mm. about to do it with last year that you know they veered off and then you know, it took a minute, and then you know, it took. He had to, you know, get 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 the title off the Miz, but like it's it, it, it just seemed like they took an unnecessarily long time for them yeah, to like finally really get it right with Bobby Lashley. Yeah. But, but 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 even that, I think that's just a credit to MVP also, like what he added to the act. Because mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I I don't I don't think this shit would be happening if MVP won beside him, bro. MVP just nope. MVP has a presence, like he legit has right. a presence, and I I think that he just adds so much to the Lashley character and the overall presentation. Yeah that he just enhances the overall thing. And, and what's crazy is, is why- they were doing that in
1: Impact Wrestling, Andrew. Like, Impact yeah, exactly. gave you the blueprint. They gave exactly. you the blueprint, and it took you two years to get to it.
2: Hey, hey, hey Nate, let me ask yeah. you this. I, I, I know we probably, you probably spoke about this on a multitude of different podcasts. But but like, looking back on it, it has been 2020. What is the reason for them breaking up the herd business? And can you imagine, like, what they could possibly be doing right now like in and how but matter of fact you probably couldn't you you probably could have avoided and and not not necessarily saying that it was like a a bad thing like what what they did with Roman and uh and Brock at at the at the Royal Rumble and you know Roman Carson Mm -hmm. and the title but like you could have even had Cedric and Shelton do that shit like fuck over Brock Lesnar and then help him then help Lashley you know get the title like it it just helped you know what I'm saying like what like what what would be the point of them making up the hurt business like especially I, I I I still don't get like them breaking up the group. Like it, it, it seemed like they had such a good thing going, and they was like a key portion of that Thunderdome shitty Thunderdome period for the most part mm-hmm. that they had, and, and like they 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 really helped carry the load, bro, through through that three hour raw. It that, it know, makes no through. sense. It, yeah, it makes no sense. And
1: once again, uh, shout out to the good sister Big Swole. She is she is a prophet because she she was saying that when they was messing yeah. with her business, like like that's a big mistake, and it's like. You could have had this generation's evolution or four horsemen or whatever group you want to compare them to. Like I'm so happy you didn't
2: say nation of domination, Bro, I'm so, I'm tired of people <laughs> saying that shit. I, I'm so tired of people saying yeah, the next nation. They the nation bro, of domination. They, Bro, Nate and Chris, I'm telling you, bro, anytime you see four, five goof black and mm-hmm. they the next nation, bro. They're not like no, please. Like you, you, you but no, I'm about to keep it all the way funky, but I'm about, I'm, I'm gonna tell y'all this. I'm gonna tell y'all the real right now. Mm-hmm. Team angle was better than evolution. I don't care what nobody Woo! got to say. They had yeah. they they that that group could have been legit. That that group could have been one of the best wrestling stables, man. And, and mm. they spit them dudes up way too yeah. early and they kept evolution going and they split team angle about the year you, man you you give me team angle today can you imagine team angle today in today's landscape like i oh my goodness that, 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 shout that, out to that man time. charlie house by the way who who's back now like he, with back. His pack. he back man he back mm-hmm. and, and that, that that's like a whole different conversation because we, we could be talking about like what you know sheldon benjamin doing his own thing and this Yep. current group of wrestlers in this current that, that that that's like a whole different conversation but uh but yeah but with with the, her business like it, it's it's confusing as hell like why they would break that group up when you broke them up
1: you, you had you you made uh <laughs> cedric and shelton look like chumps then you bring them back together then you break them up again it never made any sense to me
2: they don't event
1: it never made any sense because it was like you had the formula right there like bobby lashley and he's got this crew with him and led by MVP is the mouthpiece. Like, it just worked. It was, you know, it was, like I was saying, it, like it, a
2: new and school it elevated, horseman. And it elevated Sheldon and Cedric.
3: Yes. Right.
2: But now nah, they it they it didn't want to do them. that. They didn't want to do that.
3: Yeah, I think yeah. that, um, I agree with everything everyone's saying. I just, I, I just think that, you know, Vince McMahon decided what Shelton Benjamin was going to be a long time ago, and mm. just over the get last couple of years, um, get him, he's him Chris decided with what, what uh, Cedric was was was. You know what I'm saying? It's it, it again. You you have to be like super exceptional. Um, talk to him for WWE if you're black. It just is what it is. Like even with Bobby Lashley, we talk about the lean years he had where he was doing the, the bullshit with his sisters and pointing at his ass and all that stuff. <laughs> but even before his first stint in WWE, Lashley was the chosen one as far as black guys are concerned. You know, they, mm. they put him in the hair versus hair match. Um, putting, when, when they were taking ECW seriously, he was going to be the face of that brand. Yeah. Um and you know they had moved him to Raw and then I think this is when Doc Hendricks decided to um tell his racially tinged jokes and whatnot and caused him and uh Crystal to to leave the company but I think um I I, I feel bad for the uh for um Cedric and Shelton but um I can't. They are where they're where they are, man. And this mm-hmm. and this is and they're gonna get together like ten different more times. <laughs> <laughs> and Lashley will punk them out ten different more times. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's just gonna keep happening. So you could get bad at it, or you could just brace yourself for the next time uh, Lashley needs goods, and they get back together, <laughs> and then he kicks their asses again.
1: <laughs> yeah unfortunately i feel like that's that's true uh no, that's i got a true. question for that's you so though andrew i got a question for you because you know we we out here talking about bobby lashley shouting out the uh, our new champion shouting out this black excellence the one brief shining moment of black excellence we got on
2: this two times on this
1: show two times yeah. uh but but there's another dude who i thought was gonna go pretty far in the Rumble, and he had his moments andrew like like he was he was close to really you know stepping out uh but you know, like like Brandy said, uh, almost doesn't count. Uh, oh, what, what did you think about our brother Almost in that Rumble, man?
2: Uh, look, I, I ain't I ain't I ain't the big I ain't the biggest o- almost guy. Like I ain't even to you. Like look look, bro. I'm I'm not even gonna try to act like you, you know like look. I I, I, I get yeah. that they want you know what I'm saying they like giants and shit. That that that's cool. Like yeah. I, you know, what I'm saying that, that that's like look more more, more power to Omas. You know, what I'm saying he chasing the dream. I, I every every a, generation, um, Vince
1: got to have a giant, giant Gonzalez,
2: yeah, I, I, uh, Andre the Giant. Giant Gonzalez was the shit. Like I mean, great colleague I, 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 I Vince was, I, loved him giants. I, I, <laughs> like with with, with Omas, like I have a um outside of professional wrestling re- respect for what he was able to overcome because he he had um o- Omas actually had um multiple brain surgeries i believe mm. and he, he he had like he, he he went through some real struggles man like early in his life and stuff mm. like that or he had it was some type of gland in his brain or or, or some along those lines I, I should pull up the story so i could get a bit more um more more accurate so i'm not like um you know fucking up his story and stuff like that but man like i i i there's an appreciation for what he was able to overcome and you know seeing somebody uh you know chase their dreams and shit like that yeah he, he although he underwent two brain surgeries while he was in college and he was on the verge mm-hmm. of going blind yeah so like oh. there, there's that yeah there's that respect there of like seeing somebody you know what i'm saying like they they made it bro and he wasn't supposed to make it you know what i'm saying like it, like you, you, you i think there comes a point like where you got to put aside like the on-screen character shit it's like, like as long as they're not no shitty person and then you know mm-hmm. you just look at it from a, a base standpoint a basic standpoint and just realize like this person went through a whole lot of shit and like they're here now you know what i'm saying so yeah, yeah i have a respect for omos and, and, and that department i'm not the like the most a big omos guy like when it comes to him on screen like i i I, I just really don't give a shit i'm mean, gonna just be like honest with you like when it, it, it just it just is what it is but like I like I I do appreciate the fact that he was able to you know overcome the shit that he overcame and still make it to WWE and I I I don't know what they're gonna do with him going forward like I think they just he he'll probably be sliding in that sort of great colleague role like you know he'll probably yeah. get get his one big shot at, at, at some point later down the line you know when they need like some like filler championship run or some shit like that like but you you know what but you know best 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 of luck to Omos as he you know embarks on his WWE you know further embarks on this WWE. Journey. I, I i think they i think they value him because you there's mm-hmm. I, that, that's just w, they 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 like being sort of the land of the giants mm-hmm. to some degree like they like having mm-hmm. those athletic guys but they more so value well vince mcmahon more so values having those you know seven footers 611 type guys so i think they will always be a spot for omos in, in, in wdo omos and wwe so or yeah. but is it omos or Omos? which one i'd be getting confused with the shit sometimes it, oh it's omos right I heard it both ways, but yeah, I'm, I go with Omas. 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 Yeah. yeah. Omas. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think it's always going to be a spot for him in WWE, though.
1: Yeah. Well, here's the thing, and I'll, I'll turn it to you, Chris, because I think that we can all agree, like in bell to bell, like Omas has some definite limitations, uh, but I do think there's a way to use him. And the the example I always go back to, and I don't know how many of our audience is going to remember this dude from the original ECW. But there was a cat in the, in the old school ECW named Nine One One, right? And yeah. this man had one role, and it was like whenever somebody was out there talking talking trash about ECW, he would come out there and choke slam him, and was over like you would have thought he was the world champion. But he had his one mm-hmm. specific defined role, and I think you could find a role like that on the roster for Omos. Like he's never going to be, uh, you know, Chris Jericho or. AJ Styles or, you know, Okada when it when it comes to that bell to bell stuff, but I do think there's
3: a there's a spot for him on on the card. Of course. Yeah, um almost uh, Omos is 27 years old, so he's still mm-hmm. young. Damn. The the problem Dude, with Omos,
1: and look, in look in the WWE 27, you still a you still a rookie. You still got Similac yeah. on your breath at 27.
3: Yeah. <laughs> The, the the problem with Amos is he's he's not good. <laughs> just I kind of <laughs> don't want to agree Dang. with with uh, and it's not just that he's not good. I just don't see him getting better. Um, I thought. When last year at WrestleMania, I I I was actually he was one of the guys I liked the most. I remember saying that on the on the Place to Be Nation show mm. that that I I was on the lookout for AMA Omas and his, his he his I think his body is just too awkward for professional wrestling. I don't know if he'll ever become okay, Chris. I hear body would, shaming people. No, no, I didn't do that. That watch, I didn't do that. I just, think, I just think he's too, he's too big for his own
2: body. They about to get Chris ass out of here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's
3: not. Look,
1: he's not look, look, look. Chris, yeah. about to get a knock at his door, Andrew, and we open the door. All he gonna see is Omos' midsection. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I heard you been talking <laughs> trans though his, his body is not
3: his, his, his. The way he moves his body is not fluid enough mm-hmm. to well, it's very much like
2: Ali. yeah Chris you think he's awkward he's awkward yeah in the I ring.
3: think he's just yeah he's just he's, he's just um, awkward in the ring that's the best way I could say it man mm-hmm. I don't I don't know who can carry this guy to a good match they just put him in there with AJ Styles if you and that was a not a good match. Well, we, you know we
1: according to the rumble last night, we probably about to get another 2 3 months of Omos and AJ.
3: Yeah, may, maybe if if you get another 2 3 months of AJ and Omos, maybe he'll learn how to wrestle, but there the WWE has had some very talented good big guys and some very not so talented good guys. The thing with Omos is of the 7 tall guys Mm -hmm. he's probably the weakest
1: one and it almost kind of hold on hold on chris i agree with a lot of what you said but we're not going to disrespect that man like that omas is at least better than giant gonzalez come on chris come on
3: chris don't do it to the brother chris i'm not gonna say he's worse than giant gonzalez but his movement <laughs> reminds me too much of Giant Gonzalez. Mm, That's damn. the problem. It's like, but it's that, like, <laughs> like it, okay, Let's take Let's take Big Show for example, right? Big Show was never a great wrestler, but Big Show could always be that guy you mm-hmm. needed him to be at any given time. And Big Show was more, um, he 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 was more athletic than Omos. Um, he's got more personality than Omos. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he he's he's got more control of his seven foot seven foot frame than Omos. And Omos is seven foot three inches tall, which is actually doesn't sound that much different from seven from what good show is. shows. He's about six eleven seven foot, but that's actually a huge difference, you know. Mm-hmm. Because you're yeah. you're you're, it's 15 pounds for every inch, which your average weight is supposed to be, and mm-hmm. um, I just think that I I I just I I do think oh he might be going against Lashley at WrestleMania this year. May they might either who knew?
4: Beat hold on now, Chris. Look, look, let's slow down, look, Chris. Chris.
3: Stranger things have happened, man. But um, if, if, look, put it this way: if they do an elimination chamber and they put almost in it, he's winning it. I, this, I, yo, this
1: might sound like a stupid question. Can he yeah. fit in the
3: chamber? They'd have to make a, they, they, a specialized they, one they, for they, him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And yeah, they, 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 they'll probably they probably play that up uh, big time. Like you know, yeah. he's too big for the chamber and stuff like that. Yeah. But yet not. Nah, nah, but you want to know what? Cool go ahead. No, nah, I was going to say, like, you mentioned an you mentioned Elimination Chamber. If, if we all, like, sort of just spitballed ideas about how they could use Omos in in, a, in an effective manner or, or, like, have him have, like, a marquee moment, like, an Elimination Chamber would be sort of, like, a good idea because, like, you could sort of, mm-hmm. with, with with the amount of things within the chamber that you can use, like, as far as, like, different, yeah. like, the glasses and the, the tubes and shit like that, I, I, I think that's enough to sort of hide what he lacks. And you can just like have him just yeah. basically throwing everybody to fuck around, and then just doing whatever he wants to do. Like it don't have to be like a title situation, it can be like a number one contender type thing. But like, I I think that would be an effective way to sort of demonstrate or, or sort of highlight Omos, and like sort of hide the weaknesses that he does have, opposed to like throwing him out mm-hmm. there one on one with AJ Styles, where AJ is just like clearly fucking like you know light years in ring, you, you know, it's, it's like the yeah. shit is not even like it's it's yeah. like noticeable. You you know what I'm saying? So, like, I I think that, like, and especially, like, if if you just had somebody that was around that, like, like a Paul White who could have just, you know, helped Mm -hmm. him and got him along a little bit, like, I think that would have been, very very key to the growth of omos like i know undertaker yeah. you know mr blue lives mad over there was uh yeah. you know, he, <laughs> he he, he, he had some good things to say about omos and he he really likes omos yeah. like he really does so yeah. how about you you know get your old ass over there to the performance center and you know help yeah, him
3: Yeah, well, he, he <laughs> like or a coach Kane him up. or a cane or a big show somebody that's mm-hmm. seven feet or near seven feet to show him how to operate. But I I I do think because they did this with giant Gonzalez, they did everything under the sun to show him how to wrestle. Mm-hmm. And it just he, his body was just too big to be crisp in the ring. Um, and that was the problem with Kali, except Kali could do that yell and the karate chop, and that's what they did. And Kali looks like an intimidating guy. Um, almost. Um, he looks kind of like you try a.
2: You trying to say nice Omar, almost look sweet? You should call him a chump, Chris?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, say yeah, that. You're you were the first one that's, to come with this Omar. I don't. I don't.
2: Care a almost. lot of almost slander on this <laughs> yeah, show today.
3: So, uh, yeah, like I, I. And, and I'm like trying I to say, pass I, the blame to Chris. I, right. I tried I to. I tried to. Oh, almost <laughs> you hear
1: what Chris been saying about you, man. Yeah.
3: I, I, I try my best with the black wrestlers to to look for something, um, but I can't. Like I said earlier, I can't affirmative action grade this guy, man. Um, because because you can't, I you can't grade it on the curve, Chris. No, I can't, man. I, I hope it gets better. I, I really, really do. I I really do. Because I, I like I said, I'm and I'm not talking about. I'm sure he's good. I'm sure he's look how huge he is, man. I'm sure he could in the real life. You don't nobody. Oh, really oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nobody I mean, would that. <laughs> but, but, but when we're talking about a fixed sport, um, he's just he's just not appealing to me anymore mm. because I think the initial uh, the 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 bloom is off the rose. I thought mm. last year I was intrigued by him, and now at this point you know, um, I just, I just, I just can't get all the way behind him, but yeah. if, if, if he does something special, then Hey,
1: it'd be your own people. Later. So, Hey, Hey, almost, hey. if you listening, man, I, I got your back,
3: brother.
2: <laughs> <laughs> even when, even when he was doing the, um, remember when he was doing the raw underground stuff when he was like oh yeah you, you know ba- yep, ba- basically yep. just like the door manager and he was like basically bitching people like <laughs> the whole time mm-hmm. like you know yeah. if Shane McMahon wasn't cool with him he was Omos was just taking care of that and even when like somebody would step out of line he would like step in that role and be like hey you know I take care of this and like I felt like that was like a real nice spat for, for old Miles, yeah. and you know they scrapped that but like I, I think I think his best the best way to utilize somebody like him is through everybody is not going to be in there and turn into this fucking five-star like classic wrestler it's just not going to happen so you got to utilize right. people to the best of their abilities omar is an intimidating athlete you know what i'm saying so you got to put him in situations where he can intimidate talents like may- maybe have him keep doing these enhancement matches for a little bit have him just beat the shit out of some local lo- local talent or, yeah. you know what i'm saying like every every once in a while then like when you feel comfortable enough to wear you know you want to throw him in there with one of your more experienced talents then then you do that like i but like, i feel like them trying to like just like right out the like just trying to throw him to the wolves and like sort of like right. a, a single swim type situation just like how they doing with the nxt 2.0 time it's like they they doing that shit with them like, to, like they just hey look if we put on y'all on tv if you do good you gonna keep being on tv if you don't they, 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 I keep training and like yeah I feel like with old Mars man like I, I feel like you need to sort of nurture him a little bit more like you need to sort of yeah. bring him up just to just a little bit more so he can keep you know so, sort of find his groove a little bit but i don't think him being like this consistent in-ring performer is going to be like his thing i think you need to sort of pick your spots with him like he can be sort of mm. that matter if you got somebody like that bro treat him like a fucking attraction treat him like yes. an attraction yeah. talent you know what i'm saying treat him like a, he don't gotta wrestle every single week he don't gotta be on tv every single week right treat him like a big deal like it's professional wrestling like chris said like do you, you can make anybody mostly anybody a big deal if you present them like a big deal and the fans will mm-hmm. follow suit look, look look at look and i'm just using this as an example right look at orange cassidy right yeah. people th- there are there are certain people who really like look at orange cassidy as like a big fucking deal in, in a and he is like presentation wise but i'm talking about like people if orange cassidy was be throwing the, in the aw world title picture in a couple of months nobody wouldn't say shit you know what i'm saying because that that's just how he's presented and like when, when you look at like a time like oh I, I think Omos could sort of be in that same position, but you gotta treat him as such. Yeah. You gotta treat him like an attraction. You gotta treat him like he's a he's like a just, just, he just should be the dude though nobody
1: wanted from. Like he's he's never around, it, but exactly. like or he's not around all the time. But like you like when Teddy Long used to be on SmackDown, like tonight you going one on one with the Undertaker player, like and, and you would be like, Oh damn, like he back. Like that's an omos. Right. Like he should be this urban legend almost, Andrew. Like, like, yeah. People talk about Omos, but we don't really see him every month. But then when he show up, you know he' about to tear somebody up.
2: And 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 Nate, you want to know what? Not 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 to jump off the topic, but I had a nice transition to go into this for 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 both uh, you, myself, and Chris. I had I had, I had a real nice transition. They so if we if we uh if we sort of off the topic of Omos, we can make that transition if you cool with that. Y'all cool with that.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's let's wrap that up on Omaz. Uh so if I would say, in terms of the Royal Rumble, lap, my last thing on that, uh, Biggie deserved better, Bianca deserved better. Uh, Chris ain't gonna say omas deserved better, because Chris don't think Omas deserve anything. Okay. <laughs> he talked he he's
2: uh, he talk, he talking shit about you, Omas. Come get him.
1: Right, right. I, I was remember omos when you come to the to the post office, I was the one defending you, brother. I don't, I don't need that smoke. Uh, but, but yeah, like so. <laughs> that's that's our thoughts on the Royal Rumble. Where
2: where you trying to go next, Andrew? So so we we was talking about people. We were talking about Omar's improving, getting better. Mm-hmm. TBS champion Jay Cargill recently guest okay. appeared on on grab on grab city. Gra- about Grab-City shout with, out to the grab yeah, I saw with, that. With, yeah, with,
3: with,
2: with, with, with righteous Ridge Phil Lindsey and Will Washington, and she broke the news that she has been training with Brian Danielson. Mm. Talk about. it Chris, your immediate thoughts. Mm-hmm. training with Brian Daniels um, and Chris. Like, like you just your immediate thoughts about it, my man.
3: See, this is the thing. Um, and this is the difference between O.S. and Jay Cargo. Wow. Jay Cargo.
1: <laughs> we we didn't we did finish the Omos conversation. Chris, you didn't even have to bring that brother up. Nah, he had to
3: C- 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 Chris, out, got,
2: Chris got beef with him, Nick. Chris got beef with nah, him. I, 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 I ain't got, got no beef. <laughs> look,
1: but, I, but, look but, I, I just figured it out, Andrew, because if you go back to the very first episode of the NWA podcast on post-wrestling, Back on post podcast day, Chris was out here slandering Omos for eating chicken on TV. And oh, yeah, ever that, since then, Chris ain't never been down for the brother.
3: No, nah, that's not true at all. But this is <laughs> the thing, Jake Cargill. Uh, a blind man can see that she's gonna get better. I saw I saw mm-hmm. the the Grapsity interview that she did. It was it was an awesome interview. Um, she I love her uh, shit talking, especially like Jake. She she was Jade Cargill uh, mm-hmm. in that interview. She she knows how good she is. She know how she knows how good she's gonna be. She knows how fine she is because she mentioned it like 20 times. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm definitely not gonna argue with that. Uh, she she <laughs> is awesome. Um her trainer with Daniel uh uh Brian Danielson, Daniel Brian Danielson is what D DBD. Her training with him <laughs> is only gonna make her better. Mm-hmm. Um, Jade is is just a force to be reckoned with. Um, she is um, she's got the better looking uh, woman's title in uh, <laughs> AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, she's I like I love her music. I, I know I've heard some people hating on that shit. I, it sounds like a Prince instrumental. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I love it. It reminds me of what uh Paisley used to come out to in a uh, WCW. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so um I thought um I'm just um I just uh think she's um so awesome and um yeah, yeah excited about the prospect,
2: which like what she become. hmm yeah, yeah, I think
3: she, I think she's gonna be one of the faces of that company sooner than rather oh, than yeah. later. I mm-hmm. do think within the calendar year, AEW is gonna overtake Raw in the overall ratings at least once, um, because, um, and I'm not even talking about the episodes that are about to air on Sci-Fi. I think um, they're gonna get to a point, they're gonna hit hit a tipping point before the year is up, just because the show is better. I'm not mm-hmm. caping for Tony Khan or anything. Um, he nah, but you, you
2: but, but you enjoying the show, Brad. Like you know what
3: I'm saying. I get, I get what yeah. you're
2: saying. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah but uh, he, he th- th- it's just a better show at the moment. You know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm one of those dudes that you know I appreciate diversity, but I, that doesn't mean I like fucking Soul playing better than The Godfather 2 You know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, it's I will great. say though.
1: I will say, Chris. Counterpoint: yeah. Soul playing is better than Godfather Three, though.
3: Yeah, it's I wouldn't even go that far, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you know, it's, it's just, it's just I got I put diversity in its proper context. I yeah. love the diversity on WWE. No one can take away from WWE or AEW that they're diverse, but the overall show. You know what I'm saying? Um, I I um I'm not going to say that homeboys from outer space was better than the Sopranos. That's, that just wouldn't be true or realistic. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just I, I could keep it real and appreciate WWE and appreciate AEW without um lying and faking the funk and shit like that. Man. And right now AEW is the better show and Jay Cargill is is pretty soon her and Bianca are gonna have a collision course I, I truly believe whether it's Bianca. A, uh, yeah I think so whether you it's open WWE, the forbidden door Chris I think so man I think I think it's inevitable I think it's gotta happen it's gonna be like a Hogan Flair situation where you know somebody is gonna meet somebody on the other side of the bridge one day oh you know? and I oh, Chris, you, know,
1: you heard it here first
2: you heard it here first from Chris, hey, Bianca hey, Belair hey, versus hey, Jay Cargill. Hey, hey, look! Can, can you imagine like the hype around? Like, can can y'all imagine the hype around
4: mm-hmm. Bianca?
2: Like, if it, if if a report came out that it was like her contract year or some shit like mm-hmm. that, and like she had a decision, to, man, oh my god! Hey, you know what's gonna happen? WWE, hey, you wanna you want the title run real quick? Right. <laughs> you wanna get mm-hmm. you a quick title run? <laughs> man, like I yeah. think. To Chris's point,
1: AEW has had the better show. You know, I I still think there's things they got to tighten up. But overall, AEW has been the better show. When we're talking specifically about Jade, like we've been saying this from the jump. Like Jade is somebody who had the look, who had the personality, uh, who had the raw athletic ability. And it was just a matter of will the wrestling catch up to the rest of the package? And she's gotten better. And to hear that. She's working with that man, D.B.D. Uh, I think I also saw she's working with Serena Deeb, which, if true, like, yeah. that's great, because I love uh, Serena Deeb. Uh, but, like, you could tell, man, she's getting better. She is... I would already say, Chris, you know, you said she, one day she's going to be the face of the company. I'd say, like, she already, like, on the poster, if we putting together the AEW poster, she yeah. ain't in the middle. She ain't in the middle like Brock Lesnar, but she on the poster. Uh, like, she's an yeah. important part of this, this program. Uh, so, yeah, I think that jade is somebody who is a can't miss prospect and there's not too many of those but when you get one you need to maximize their time with your company and i think so far she's been doing a great job on aw i wouldn't be surprised andrew if in the future maybe even the near future we get the jade cargill babyface turn because people love jade man oh, and it's man. it's hard to boost somebody you
3: love she's not really even a hill right now. You know, mm. she's just someone that, that knows she, she doesn't really, yeah, yeah she, he doesn't, <laughs> you know, she's, she's just someone who's just awesome and fine. and <laughs> uh, Just you know, d- does what she does.
2: I also wanted to do, do some, do some a little, a little different on the NWA podcast. I want, I want to get you guys' thoughts about you know some free agents, man. Cause I, I, I think by the time this comes out, these people will be free agents and i'm i'm sort of excited to see what they do uh you know on their post wwe you know uh ventures man and, and one, one name that i wanted to bring up was uh Shane strickland um and you know he's been doing a whole he has been a whole allowance for a whole lot of stuff man like he got uh the, the revolver um pro wrestling revolver promotion they have a whole show based on this man's return and I think it's called Swerve's House. That's the that's the mm-hmm. name of the show. And he's he's got some dates lined up for progress. Uh, dude's gonna be over there and turn the terminate show in February. Um, now Chris, when you when you look at a title like uh, Shane Strickland, the former Isaiah Scott, like what, what what do you see on the horizon? Do you see him possibly getting signed, or do you think for like, just for the time being he'll just be like on every fucking independent show, and then like later down the line, like probably in the summer, he'll yeah. end up signing with.
3: I do think he'll sign to AEW sooner rather than later. In a perfect world for me, all a hit row would go to mm. AEW at the same time, but I just, you know, I think I'll uh, do probably talk too much shit. Uh, before, <laughs> and fuck the top top guy, dollar. Yeah, top dollar. So I, I, I don't know where that came from, making fun of their shoe collection and all that shit. Man. I don't know. I hope that he's not judged on that, but the wrestler wrestling is still very much the white man's world. So, um, I hope that uh, at least uh, at least uh, Strickland, uh, I'm not calling him by his sla- slave name anymore. Damn. Um, at, at least uh, at least Strickland, <laughs> I hope he goes to AEW and they find a role for him. I know AEW roster is already stacked, but I do want to see. Um, two more black guys, at least, get put in prominent positions in that company because mm. I think for diversity stakes they need oh. it. Yeah, it's I think.
1: Eight. Like, shout out to uh, Shane Strickland first of all, first and foremost. Cause, like that brother has been putting in the work for a minute. Yeah. Uh, he was severely underserved by his previous employer, like to the point where. You like I still don't get it, Andrew. Like that one still doesn't make any sense to me where we elevate the this group and then within a month everybody's gone. Yeah. Like that never made any sense to me. Right. Uh but I think that, man, like the future is, is wide open for him. Like there's a lot of ways he can go, man. Like he could keep making money on these indies. Like he's he's a name. Like he was a name before he went to the WWE and he's exactly. a bigger name now. Uh so he can keep, you know. It, it just depends what he wants to do. He can make these, make this bread, uh, indie by indie, or if he does want to sign something a little bit more permanent, uh, you know, with an AW, I could see that happening. My only concern with AW right now, and this goes back to, you know, our earlier conversation about Tony Khan is one, they do have a pretty, uh, expansive roster. Yeah. <laughs> in relation to the amount of TV time they have, you know, cause it's not like WWE, like WWE, has like five, six, seven hours worth of TV every week versus three for AEW. So I do think right. that could be an issue because when you've got a lot of people in your Mm-hmm. Upper mid card slash main event scene, it can be hard to juggle everybody and give everybody the fair mm-hmm. amount of time. But yeah, you'd have to be an idiot to not make money with Shane Strickland. And I yeah. don't think Tony Khan is an idiot, despite his tweet and New Year's, Eve, <laughs> he, was, he was probably sipping on mm-hmm. some of that, that Hennessy. Yeah, uh, but yeah. I think Tony Khan would find a way to make Shane Strickland work with
3: that couple. And Tony Khan, uh, they the, the AEW they don't just have a stacked roster, they have a stacked roster of good talent they have their roster is so st- stacked that a guy like John Moxley could be off of TV for like two three months and the, sh- the show goes on and you and then when he comes back you're thinking oh yeah John Moxley's been missing I, I um I love that guy it's not like you're complaining about him not being on TV every week you know what I'm saying and that's a Good problem
2: to have if you're AEW. Yeah, and and I think as far as uh, Strickland goes, like I, I you want to know why I think he' gonna land? Like I, I think I think even before signing, like if he were to sign with AEW, I think even before that, like he, he'll probably end up doing some work with new japan and end up being like consistent on their strong show as far as like a u.s <laughs> representative and i think they'll use him like frequently at, at at most if not all of their tapings if you know if possible and and uh, an, another talent man who i think a lot of people are excited to see um you know by, by, by the time this comes out i believe i think she'll already be doing like some media stuff um doing some switch stuff is uh athena the former amber moon um, you know, she 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 she's sort of been, you know, on, on more on the quiet side, you know, since being let go. And I I think that's also an intriguing thing, like to see Tyler sort of just duck off for a little bit and then you know, when it's time to pop out, they'll pop out. I I mm-hmm. I think I think that she has a lot to offer to many companies, man. And she's very, very well experienced. Uh, you know, she still got a lot left, you know, to 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 go in ring-wise, man. I'm 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 like really excited, uh Nate, about the, the prospect of what. Uh, Athena, you know, the the slash former Amber Moon, you know, could bring to the professional wrestler now that she will be a free agent.
1: Yeah, I, I think she's really talented. She's kind of in that class of the young veteran. And what I, what I mean by that, mm. Andrew, is like about five, ten years ago, like there was this group of women that primarily were on the indies that primarily worked like Shimmer and uh, WSU yeah. when WSU was popping. Like there was a crop of really strong talent and you know we see we'll, we still see a lot of those talents uh to this day you know people like uh Jessica Havoc people like uh Rosemary like that that mm. kind of era of women and Ember Moon is right up in there with him, uh, Athena uh you know we since, since Chris is a shoe and slave name so to speak now uh, <laughs> uh we'll, we'll
2: call about man, her man, you, call, call we'll, yeah. you call her Ember Moon
3: yeah. man don't listen to Chris no 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 don't call her
2: Ember Moon bro
3: and once once you lose ties to uh, WWE, I'm I'm done calling you <laughs> by that name. Mm. You know, it's it's just um, uh, Athena is what she's going to be branded as from here on out. That's that's her name. That's what she's going to go by. That's where she's going to make the grunt of her money in the future. Mm. Um, yeah. Probably the most money she's ever made in her life is going to be under the name Athena. So, um, I can't, I can't get with the Ember Moon anymore. (laughs) Damn.
1: So, yeah, I I think she's, (laughs) she's going to be somebody that a lot of people are going to be taking a look at. Uh, Mm Um, and, and I think that's kind of the cool thing. You know, we talked about it a little bit when we were talking about Shane Strickland, Andrew, but right now it's not a this or that conversation, whether it's you're, you're only going to WWE or, a w like there's a lot of options you know in terms of like the nwa we haven't talked about them a lot this this on this show like uh-huh. i think the nwa been doing some good things uh i think that impact their women's roster may be the best in the in the game right now question mark like it, they they certainly in the conversation uh yeah
2: like
1: i think she, she could stand out in in uh in impact uh, so like everybody's not going to go to AEW, everybody that, that is a, a free agent, so to speak. Right. But I think if you're a company particularly looking to bolster your women's roster, Athena would be somebody that would be on my short list because she's got that look that's ready for TV. She's good in the ring. Uh, you know, we didn't get a lot of her, uh, promo ability in, in, the, in the WWE, but she could talk. So yeah, I, I, she would be
3: somebody that I'd be looking at. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love um, Athena. I think she's gonna. Um, I think she's gonna make noise wherever she goes. Um, yeah, and sure. I and I and I hope she. Uh, um, <clears throat> I hope she she gets to do it on on the biggest stage. Um, and uh, I, I in this case the AEW thing. I'm not she they actually do need a couple more women. Um, I I still think their their women's division. Is still not what it's not. It's not up there with uh, WWE's women's division or even impacts. I think mm-hmm. um, AEW has the weakest of the three. It's that's just mark.
1: Only only reason is because Brandy Rose ain't wrestling every week, Chris.
3: Right, uh, Brandy. Brandy, I'm going in. I love that song. Man. If Brandy was
2: wrestling every week, man, they had a top division in the game, yeah, man. It, Rose. Yeah, you, you want, you want, y- yeah, y- 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 y'all ain't saying the, the Brandy Rose agenda is in full effect on AEW Dark and Dark Elevation. She wrestling every week, man. She, she on that show. Oh damn! She, I'm, ta- I'm telling, hey, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm telling y'all right now, the Brandy Rose agenda is in full effect, and she's going to be <laughs> champion with it by, by this summer. I'm she, she racking up Yo. the dubs on AEW Dark. Man, I'm. Ta- I'm Telling y'all, remember I said this? Brandy Rose is going to be an AEW Women's Champion, and did, like just I'm, last I'm night, like a, uh, the
1: night of the Royal Rumble, Brandy had a little back and forth on Twitter with Jade. Oh yeah, so I saw that. Got unfinished yo, don't, business. Yeah. No,
2: don't, don't 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 put don't put that evil out in this world, Dave. Bring it back, we it, it. Do it, it back, Don't do it,
4: don't do it.
3: I like I I I, I, I Brandy is still the number one interview that I want to get on this show so I, I i will i will not be i think brandy
1: would be fascinating to talk yeah to, like. she's yeah.
3: i think she's the most fascinating person to talk to. she she would um, but she she, yeah. she has
2: a very unique perspective within aew from yeah. like lo- looking at it from the, like somebody that was right. there from the ground up like she, yeah. she she has a lot of insight and then you can also speak to you know sort of like um like that sort of the negativity that she receives as uh, some yeah. of it I would say probably most of it is like, you know, kind of unwarranted and like, it's like a little bit yeah. extra, but, but for the most right, part, yeah. like, you know, her being in that position and like people sort of like, mm-hmm. e- even when, you know, she, I, I think people sort of assume that she has more power than what she does. But also, I think mm-hmm. that also comes right. from, you know, from, from the get go with them saying, you know, AEW is going to be this and that, and it's going to be all, all types yeah. of, you know, different things. And I think that all, like, you know what I'm saying? I think it's just a, a, a like a whole coffee pot type you know different type of things and like yeah. so i think it'll I, I think it'll be very interesting to hear brandy's you know perspective like just like i'm talking about like a, just a real deep dive interview mm-hmm. bro, yeah. like, where like it's just like everything is just out on the table i think that'd be like a, probably one of the most interesting interviews that, that you'll probably hear in wrestling <laughs> you know know, So what we saying, Chris? We are gonna need you to,
1: you know, you you the professional one here. I'm gonna need you to work these back channels, talk to the right people. Yeah. Get Brandy Rose on the NWA podcast. Here, uh,
3: yeah, I, t- I tweet her at least once a week asking her to <laughs> to do the show because I I I don't I don't know if she thinks I'm I'm, I'm clouded or what, but nah, Brandy is somebody that just being a executive and a black executive in wrestling. black Um,
1: female executive like there's so many layers to what brandy has to do day to day in that company
3: right man and just kind of like the the online hate that she gets the online love that she gets you know what i'm saying um my my girlfriend loves uh roads to the top um (laughs) you know i'm i'm usually done watching uh aew once it goes off but you know my girlfriend's like oh leave it here you know she likes likes that show you know um so she does she she has tapped into something you know Mm -hmm. um and she's and she's helped build that company too that i don't think the women's division Mm -hmm. um would be what it is without her she's yeah there was there's
1: certain performers in that women's locker room that brandy and pick like she yeah. was,
3: when it was like, yeah, we need,
1: you know, Nyla Rose or we need right. this person. Like, so I, I don't yeah. think you can understate like Brandy's yeah. importance to the company.
3: Yeah. And I, I yeah. think she's a big part of why Jade is there. Right. I think mm-hmm. uh, she, she talked to Mark Henry, probably they pulled some strings and stuff, but I, th- I think um, Brandy is, is one, she doesn't get the credit. She deserves for being one of the most um, influ- influential, influential, Executives in wrestling right now, mm.
1: you know, yeah. So, Andrew, if unless you got any other topics, man, we're gonna start to wind this down because I feel like I feel like Chris, unlike Tony Khan, is probably gonna have to do some apologizing uh this week, uh, yeah. on, on Twitter uh, for all this Omar slander. So, unless you got
2: anything <laughs>
1: else, Andrew, uh, uh we're gonna wrap it up.
2: No, that's that. that's all we got for this week, man, for this month, yeah, of the NWA podcast.
3: And it almost—I want you to be as good as you can be, man. I, I don't—I don't want you to. I don't. I hope there's no ceiling for you.
2: Look, Even look, 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 look at <laughs> <look, look>, <laughs> Chris. Try, look at Chris you, you You see him try dog walking back?
3: Yeah. You I'm, back.
1: Not, I, I'm not dog walking. <laughs> I hear moon walking like Michael Jackson, I, Chris. I'm not, dog, I, I, I'm not dog. walking anything
3: back. I still think there's a ceiling <laughs> for that dude.
1: Chris, I hear tap dancing like Savion Glover.
3: <laughs> but I, I hope that. I hope I'm wrong. I hope. I, w- I
1: would love to prove <laughs> him wrong. Prove him wrong, him. Show him, show him oh, what you're all about.
2: Prove When you do, come pull up on Chris. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah, it- it- oh, yeah. oh, yeah. We're going to be at Omas. We're going to be at Mania next year. Chris, I'm going to fly yes. out there. Chris going to be there. Hopefully, Andrew can make it out there. So when we see you, Omos, in them, in them L.A. streets, I want you to come up to Chris and let him know. When you got that world title over your shoulder, Omos, let Chris know what time it is. Mm-hmm.
3: that's all you Uh, want to say chris uh, yeah look i'll bow down if if he if he becomes like organically if he becomes a good wrestler i will i will bow down to this guy not force-fed but if he if he becomes uh somebody that i enjoy seeing on tv or all (laughs) of us collectively enjoy Mm. seeing on tv um, i have got no problem admitting I'm wrong,
1: man. Yo, Andrew, Chris, Chris, in one episode of the NWA podcast, has made me more invested in Omar's success than anything they've shown us on TV so far. <laughs> like, I
2: want man, this brother Chris, to be Chris. the best wrestler in the world now. Uh, yeah. No, Chris, Chris put like some so, some fire in us to like want to see Omos succeed. So I Just despite Chris. Never...
4: Anybody? Just despite yeah. Chris,
2: man. Shout out to that brother Chris, man. Good brother Chris, of course. Uh, lighting the fire under Omos, but yeah. Uh, now, for for real, like I I think that there is a possibility for Omos to be like sort of reach the level that people like to, to where he can be a constant in ring performer that people don't you know go in their phones and shit like when it's time for him to wrestle. Like I think there's a possibility for that to happen. Will it happen? We don't know. Like so.
4: Yeah, no, no, I know.
3: I, 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 I I think there's a possibility for o to be that wrestler we all hope he beats. Like, there's a possibility uh, that Jay Cargill will go on a date with me.
2: And that's not happening. So. Wow. Just say it. wow. <laughs> wow. Hey, yeah, I'm just saying. Wow. Hey, Nate. Hey, Nate. They 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 it's, t- it's time to get to the, what what's Chris Beef for Omar? They, 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 they it's beef. running it's no in the past. I've, like, seen, what, what, I've,
3: what? I've seen this guy for a few years now. I think it's done. I, like I look, I am. He's done. <laughs> done. I, I think it's done. I have been wrestling two years, Chris, he done? As far as him being a good wrestler, I just I just don't think it's it's happening anymore. <laughs> that's that's all I'm saying. I, mm-hmm. I I I I I was hoping you guys heard me. Well, go back to the show we did last year with Place to Be Nation. I was all on Team Omas, and I was like, oh, there was there's a chance he could be good. They put this guy on TV every week. Mm. He has not gotten even a little better even a little it hasn't happened it's just it's just it's what it is
1: now now I want I want Omos to become the greatest wrestler of our generation now (laughs) (laughs) I want this brother doing five star shooting star presses and chain wrestling
3: (laughs) You, you got a better chance of getting a date with Jade uh, did, did that happen or you know,
1: somebody man, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's how we gonna leave it this week, man. With, with me and Andrew, I, even though even though I ain't gonna let Andrew slide, like Andrew at first was on the, on the wrong side <laughs> hey, of history. Me, don't try to throw me for Chris, <laughs> don't, don't I, just, I just want to record the show. Yeah,
3: I, you like, were I was the, the A, one man, from Andrew,
1: the beginning you, down for Omar. You were the
3: one that made me feel comfortable. See?
1: So what you're saying, Chris, is Andrew was like Tony Khan when Tony Khan said what he said about Smole and you the internet troll, oh, hey, jumping hey, on the bandwagon. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew allowed you to feel comfortable talking about yeah, he did. Uh, Omos. He, he, did. He, he
3: allowed me to because we talked about him on the other show and it wasn't that much. And then on this show. Andrew gave me the freedom to expand <laughs> upon how b- how mediocre I think this guy is going to be and it's going to be
1: Damn.
2: Oh, <laughs> hey 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 they, they, they go ahead go ahead and do the signature sign off, man. Go ahead. Yeah, man. let's
3: let's wrap it up,
1: man, for for Chris say something, man. It's going to get us all in, in trouble with with Omos <laughs> on these streets. Uh but yeah, thank y'all for listening to the NWA podcast. We're glad to be back. We are so glad that uh, brother Chris is back. Uh, Before we get out of here, Andrew Thompson, one of the hardest-working brothers in the game. Where can people find your work? Where can they find your interviews? What you got coming up for the people in the month of February, brother?
2: So, yeah, they can check me out on Twitter at ADThompson underscore underscore. Uh, You check out all my written work records at the Post Wrestling site. Me and uh, Joe Poe over there, man in the news for for, for all you Post readers. And then um, you check out um, my interviews over at the Andrew Thompson Interviews YouTube channel. I'm going to be hitting some. So, so uh, a couple of independent shows are coming up. You know, I've been doing some interviews there, so I'm very excited to uh, roll those stuff out and hopefully I get some good content, you know, for the people, man. And, um, yeah, well, of course, the, the the video interviews I'm doing over Zoom, go check those out. I got a couple up on the mm-hmm. channel, man. I just uh, did a couple with Janai Kai. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I got one up there with Brian Palm, which was a different one I interviewed. a guy yeah. who told Ricky Dragon Steamboat how to do five reading. and that was real unique. And um, yeah, I got yeah. one up there with Baron Black con and, and black g's so you yeah, go check mm. those out man and uh go, go subscribe and go like them
1: shout out to that man black g's like g's is yeah. somebody that uh like i've been wanting to have on on one of these shows for a minute but just schedules but uh we, we gonna make that black g's if you're listening brother like we gonna make it happen sometime in 2022 i know i've been probably slipping on on uh getting schedules tight but uh we, we gonna get you on the show before the year is out because i think that brother has a a fascinating story uh andrew and i'm glad you was able to talk yeah. to him
2: yeah, he's um, a cool dude man he he, he he definitely got a lot more to tell definitely yeah. got a lot more to tell
1: uh but chris andrew just talked about brian lapone the man that taught ricky steamboat how to you know breathe the fire but you've been spitting hot fire all episode chris so where can people find you on these social media streets if they want to disagree with your takes if they want to uh-huh. agree with your takes like where can they find you and what else you got going on brother
3: um, you can find me at uh, on Twitter at kmez does it right now. I'm just kind of experimenting with podcasts and I'm experimenting with Twitch. Um, and um, okay. kind of trying to bring my name uh, and my my wrestling name up as far as uh, being Chris. I hear with the new technology, yeah and a, a yeah, purveyor of, uh, all things, uh, black wrestling, man. And, um, a, oh, shout out to, um, to True Hill Heat, those cats, um, good, man. SP3. And, and Des- I hope we get, um, Chrissy love here soon. Yeah, most um, definitely. hopefully next month I'm, I'm talking to her, um, yeah. and seeing what we could do. Um, uh, I, I appreciate they, those, those, uh, True Hill Heat guys show me, um, so much love during this. Rich fan also, so, like, yep. you know, th- that means a lot, you know, it helps kind of with the with the psyche and feeling better. Um, the LA Rams just beat the Niners, so um, my girlfriend is going to be very happy today. <laughs> She's been, she I heard her yelling the whole time I've been in here. <laughs> uh, so, um, I just checked the score. Um, so, the LA Rams are going to be playing the home game at SoFi. So, yeah. I'm not a Rams fan, but um, I'm gonna root for him, and uh, yeah, man. So everything's good, and I'm and I'm looking forward to how we grow, what we do over here, man. You know, so that that's always you know excited to see Andrew with all the interviews and Nate with you know all of the different podcasts you do, um, and um, I'm very very excited about our 2022. So.
1: Yeah, I'm glad we were able to drop the yeah. first
3: episode of the year, Chris. I'm glad you're back. Uh, mm-hmm. For me,
1: if people want more from me, you can find me on Twitter at number 8 M-O-Z-A-I-K, at Nate Mosaic. You can check out uh, the episode of The Chain Reaction, which is up at the Kings of Sport Patreon, patreon.com backslash the Kings of Sport, where Chris and I spoke at length about last night's Royal Rumble. Y'all can check that out. Uh, of course, the Rocky My View Picture Show made its return here uh, last yes. month where we talked about... Uh, Fast and Furious 8, The Fate of the Furious. Uh, Andrew and Chris have been on the Rocky my Via Picture Show a couple times. Uh, so uh, you know, like Rocky Maria Picture Show is like it's like how they should do Omas, Andrew, bringing it all full circle. Like yeah, it should be that special attraction to pop up every two, three months. And you're like, oh, I wasn't expecting that, but that's that's great. Uh that's how they should book that man. Uh but yeah, Rocky Ma Via Picture you, you Show the is pat- their post.
2: I'm about to say, I'm about to say, you can find Chris's burner at IAOmos. Yeah. That's Chris, look, Chris, Chris's burner account. We, we, we Omos slander all, all, all up and down the twine.
1: Yeah, Chris look, up here, look. just hashtag Omos doesn't count. Like, like we see you. Chris. Yeah, Omas o- doesn't, doesn't count. Omas
2: doesn't count.
3: We Omos, see you, brother. Omos could find me. He could beat my ass to oblivion. <laughs> it's still not going to make him a better damn in regress
1: just doubling doubling and tripling down it just, chris it
3: just is what it is but i hope i'm wrong oh my god you're a black man you're an honorable black man i hope you I, I wish you all the success in the world even if you don't get better wrestling fuck give him <laughs> give him the belt man he's black I, I, i'll be happy <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh,
1: But yeah, so yeah if you want to find out more about me man just check me out on oh, twitter at in the number eight m-o-z-a-i-k uh that's it for this addition to the nwa podcast want to send a shout out to john pollock and waiting uh the proprietors of post wrestling for all the uh support they've given to the show want to thank y'all for listening to the show uh we appreciate it and again send us feedback on the forums or on twitter and we can continue the conversation there and finally want to give a shout out to that good man righteous reg who gave us that theme that y'all hear each and every week so uh that's gonna do it, fellas. We 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 made it through. Uh, unlike unlike our sister Sasha Banks, who came in at number one and was eliminated shortly thereafter, we made it through the whole way. We went wide to wire, y'all. Just
2: just, just just dug it on Sasha Banks and dug it on Omos. What, what, what's going on? What we doing, man? What we doing, Chris? Chris, this, is, Chris this is your fault. This is, this is your fault. fault, Chris. This is Chris' fault. fault. I'll tell you Chris that, opened yeah. the door. Right. <laughs>
1: You opened the forbidden door and me and Andrew had to walk through it. It's your fault, Chris. Right.
2: right. You right. Doing fault. February,
1: fault. My, my we doing this in February, my guy.
2: We're doing this in February. Kirk slant slandering the black man in black history, but I can't believe you. Chris. <laughs> I, 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 I can't believe you, Chris. I see. If if if, if, if 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 there are any Omar stands out there, you know who yes. did, you, you heard what he said. A K-M-E-S does it. If you're looking for if there's any Omar stands who want beef. You know who to go to. That's all I'm you saying. No,
1: you know who want to smoke. Chris, Chris is here and he wants to smoke from the Omos and now, finals, from and, Omos
2: and, nation. Hey, Nate. In all seriousness, though, there's people in there like that, that. That just just know that Chris be reading these uh, YouTube comments, so you better watch what you say because he on your neck. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> hey, Chris. They <laughs>
1: Chris got time for the comments. Like, yo, I, I go back and look at the video and I see Chris, Chris is having full conversations with these folks in the the comments. So, so don't, don't, don't think you can talk slick or you can talk sweet to Chris and he ain't going to see it. Uh, But yeah, thank y'all for listening, man. We appreciate each and every one of y'all happy black history month. And we're going to do it again next month. So uh, for Chris, for Andrew, I am the Godfather Nate Milton. And remember the revolution may not be televised. The damn sure will be podcast see y'all next month
3: huh. the views and expressions you know the rest it's hot excellence get the message advocates for Nubian wrestling you're listening to the best again black wrestling in the ring we invested in Nubian kings and queens we invested in it's for the culture and we repping it for the culture and we reppin' it.